Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. On day one of Lockdown 2, Electric Avenue. And you're listening to the dulcet tones of myself, Mafu, the Watchmania guy, joined as always by Jack the Jobber. Hello. Gives a wave. And Ross Twiddell. Hello, Matthew. So, Ross, it's been a big week for you. You made that, uh, you're not just part of the furniture again, but you had that fantastic video with you and Tom discussing the wonderful game of mental health, the game <laughs> that everybody should be playing. So, how are you doing right now, Paul? Uh, I am buried under a mountain of emails and messages and stuff again, so I'm trying trying to get through them bit by bit. So if you sent one, I will get back to you. It's very much appreciated. Um, but obviously, I was cacking myself about that going live. Um, but thankfully, it seems to have been a good thing that people can relate to. So I think it was a good thing we did, and it felt good to do. So and props to Tom as well. Like I didn't realize when it was happening, but he's. Uh, I think he's wasted in radio and YouTube. He should be a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely words there. And Jack, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been a busy week, but uh, huge news. Coop Chicken's back on Uber Eats. So, oh, you know. get it. I know. And, the, and the full menu, by the way. Wow. It used wow. to be a reduced menu because I've, I've, I've dabbled in the coop quite a bit on Uber Eats, but now the full menu is on there, not just a reduced menu, and that is taking lockdown to a whole new level. So if you're from the Newcastle area and you fancy the best chicken in Newcastle, then you can't go any further than coop. They once, <clears throat> excuse me, they once poisoned Adam Pacitti at War Culture. Oh. That, was, that was a great time. <laughs> but that was because he chose the spiciest sauce. They've got a delicious range of... I sound like I'm plugging them. I've not talked to Mike for a while. It's not even... I'm just that excited. Oh. No, you're right. If there was one place that endorsed us... That we'd have a friendship. Absolutely. It is Coop's Chicken, and I hope you guys are doing all right during this uh, weird situation you're in. Yeah, weird that Adam Pacidi would get poisoned by something. He's usually such a healthy, normal individual. <laughs> Unrelated. Uh, anyone check out Hell in the Smell 3? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. What a fantastic oh 24 God. hours, eh? He is, he is taking a bit of time off now, uh, so that means that me and Owen are going to be doing the reactions to... Full gear on Saturday on YouTube. So check that out, everyone. You know, Owen filmed his predictions today. I helped guide him through it like a baby lamb. 
because uh, <laughs> it was his first time, not his first time on camera, but his first time doing presenting. And halfway through, he went, harder than it looks this. And I was like, aye, you're right, it is. Exactly. Exactly. But he did well. He did well. So that'll be going up soon. Only a cultaholic would he get a wonderful in-depth video about one man's pursuit through getting a healthy mental attitude and how you should be doing things and taking yourself, uh, give yourself rest and stuff. And then a few days later, you get Adam Pacitti staying for 24 <laughs> hours doing bumps in the horse manure while I mean, his he, staff look at him going, this is our boss. <laughs> this is literally he's been, our... He, <clears throat> he's being like Vince McMahon, isn't he? Leading by example, not asking us to do something he wouldn't do himself and all that. Yeah. But more credit to him. What was I going to say? He, he reckoned he... Um, he, well, he said he banged his head terribly on the first uh, manure bump that he took when he sort of slid off the, the pile and went head first onto the floor. So I, it was a, an eventful day. The studio still stinks, by the way. We've had to buy a lot of uh, plug-in air fresheners and upholstery cleaner and had to scrub the carpets, and oh, it's, but it still smells, so God knows when that's going to get back right. Good times. Well, for the viewers anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Segwaying into the news, we have the big news this week, I think, is WWE giving up the trademark for Cody Rhodes. Mm. And Cody made it very apparent after AW Dynamite went off the air, but for people who have the Fight TV, pay uh, pay black hole, as I call it, every bloody week, and we're able to see him talking about how happy he was that he called himself Cody Rhodes again. It's good. I mean, I'm a fan of that. I, I, it was weird. I mean, we got used to just calling him Cody, didn't we? But it was a bit weird. I did like the way they get around it for ages, which was coming down the ring together, Cody and Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes, the guitarist from Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Did you say <laughs> Randy <laughs> there, or did you say Randy or Brandy? I did say there? Brandy. You said Brandy. Okay, fair enough. Honest. Brandy, Brandy Rhodes would be Randy. Uh, speaking of Randy, AW signed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster to contracts. Um, only know Anthony Bowens' work, but I'm very happy for him. And I'm sure Matt Caster is a lovely person as well. But Jack, you're the indie lover. Do you know Andy Bones? I, 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 I really don't know much about these lads. No, not at all. Do you? <gasps> uh, I only know that they're good. 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 So, no pressure, Ross, Ross is Ross is just going to come in don't and be even, like, don't even bother looking at me. I, I, I saw the picture getting tweeted about, was it two days ago when they got signed as we're sat here? Um, and I'd, I'd never seen them before in my life. <laughs> I'm sure they're fantastic. They must be to get signed to all elite wrestling, of course. Well, Dr. Luther got signed, so... Well, exactly. There's me point proven. <laughs> um, I was going to say, have you got the news of um, of the Steve Austin thing? What, the, uh, the documentary? Oh, my word. I'm so excited. Because it's by the makers of The Last Dance, hmm. which was just phenomenal. I mean, even if you're not a basketball fan, so good. So I'm looking for... I just had to jump in there because I'm so excited for it. There's a Stone Cold documentary and a Vince one, both in the works. It's the Attitude Era all over again. It's the rivalry. Yeah, uh, we never left the Attitude Era, I think, just by <laughs> the people who were headlining every time they go to Saudi Arabia. And, uh, is, any, is anyone else tinged with sadness that the Vince one has WWE's input? A little bit, I yeah. Am. yeah. Yes. Imagine how mint it'll be when someone does one without WWE's input. We'll get to know everything. Vice. Decades of secrets. Ah, get get on, on it, Vice. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be like when they did the Fire Festival documentary. There'll be a Netflix one, and there'll be uh, another one on Hulu Plus. I, I never saw the Hulu one. I just saw the uh, ne- uh, the Netflix one had the iconic see the water no, scene. Everything. Uh, no, you sucked, sucked them off for the water. That's, that's the one. That's yeah, the, yeah. That, that, that was all going, going for Ross. Yes, he, he never he never actually did. He was he was just prepared to. Did he not? 
I think he was just prepared. He went and had a shower, got all ready. I don't know why I sound so disappointed. I've had a bit of a, <laughs> a Mandela effect there. I thought he did. <laughs> I think he just. I think he was just going to. Yeah, he was like Arnie and Commando. was putting the face paint on, strapping up, great launcher. Have some Strap, water. Strapping up. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. um, EC3 apparently done with Impact Wrestling. His runs up. Uh, he has also signed, signed with Ring of Honor, along with Danhausen. Very interesting choice. Uh, Scorpio Sky misses AW this week due to a possible COVID-19 exposure and they thought better safe than sorry and some weird news Kylie Ray no longer a pro wrestler she yeah. explained their absence from the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view she was supposed to be at and then no showed and then people like Sean Ross Sapper and she going why did Impact Wrestling advertise this up to bell time and then didn't say anything then more news came about and simply was that she just didn't show up or say that she wasn't going to show up and she's yeah announced on was announced on her Patreon and people screenshotted it saying yeah she's she's very sorry for the no showings everything and she's just no longer a pro wrestler anymore. It's very I hope she's all right because it sounds very like I hope she's doing okay because it's very sudden isn't it and it's very strange. Um, obviously there was the whole AEW thing. She looked like she was going to be a key figure in the women's division there and then it just ended and there was nothing really reported about it. A lot of conspiracy theories, but. The most important thing, I think, is that she's all right because you know, it sounds a bit. It's very just very sudden. No, well said, Jack. And not uh, end the new segment on down a bit. It's also Fraser Porter's birthday. That's Fraser, right. What's he like? That little lad. I hope someone's got him a nice, messy toilet for him to clean during lockdown. <laughs> it's probably be him giving himself a toilet. Would be a bit weird, but yeah. Uh, from little steps to giant steps, Fraser Porter. Are we doing well, Paul? I think he's. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. He's a bit of a TikTok superstar, is Fraser. Is he? Well, I, well, I, I don't know. I think he's. I think he does. He does TikTok, and I think he does decent numbers on the TikTok. That'd be so crazy. I'm scrolling down Twitter, and I see one of those people who like just take TikTok videos and post them in full on Twitter, and it's got like three million things. Like, that's him. That's Toilet Lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And that seems to be all the appropriate news this week. So let's dip into the next segment. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. My microphone's in shot. Why is that happening? There we go. And last week's results. <laughs> in third place, Robot Wars Drama. I call Matthew, about- I'm winning next week, is what you said. I won the moral victory. 24%. <laughs> You won the popular vote. Yeah, it, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of that going on. I'm not a political person, right? But I'm just saying. It did take a lot longer for the Robot Wars drama to... Oh, no. Second place, Slapjack. 29%. I also said I was going to win. I don't think I said once I was going to win. This is a new low for the Hall of Fame, if it's what I think it, I remember it being. Ross's deceased big toenail. I Rest mean, in peace. Forty-seven percent. That, that's won the Hall of Fame. I'll have to go home and get it now, but I can't because oh. of lockdown. So we'll have to. We'll have to wait until lockdown ends, and I'll go home. Hopefully for Christmas dinner. But over Christmas dinner, I'll say, "Ma'am, have you got me toenail that you've had in the drawer <laughs> for ten years?" Have you checked with your mum if she has it? No, um, I was trying to avoid it, to be honest with you, because it's a weird question. I've got a feeling she does have it, though. But I did get a response last week um, from somebody saying that it was supposed to grow back. And I've had, I've had nothing grow back. So I'm confused. Very confused. 
if you're supposed to have Tony, I don't know if there's any chiropodists watching, but uh, if there are, is your toenail supposed to grow back? Because I've had diddly squat. Did you not put it underneath your pillow and uh, the big <laughs> the to- dirty the toenail. toenail fairy? Can we give you a quid? <laughs> the lovely covered in infection juice toenail fairy. Oh, mm, Hell in the smell four. Pachita's going to eat it. <laughs> uh, well, with that spectacular victory, I think in Russian they call that Richard a squash. Tubman, what's, what picture is, gonna, is he going to use for that? Oh, no. <laughs> On the Hall of Fame board. Oh. Bloody hell. Over to you, Richard. No pressure. It should just be slapjack, but like green and infected. <laughs> well, Ross, as the proud winner of last week, uh, you may go first. Always proud. Uh, like everybody, I watched uh, Dragonov versus Volta, so it just it just seems right to nominate uh, Ilya Dragonov's nipples because they <laughs> they are like my like my the toe, the big toenail on my right foot. They are deceased. Uh, I had a, a weird experience watching that match because um, my body started aching in certain places and the nipples were the main thing. I don't know if I was having something internally going on anyway, but um, it seems that match was causing my body to have some sort of reaction. Um, that that's that bit where he draped him over the, the turnbuckle in the corner and then just hugged him in the neck. I must have watched that about 10 to 15 times. It was fantastic. Unbelievable match, but... Uh, the punishment Dragonoff's chest especially went through in that match, I think, should be recognised by a, a spot on our prestigious, and I underline the word <coughs> prestigious, Hall of Fame. <laughs> you could do this promo next week, which is like, well, you see, these aren't my original nipples. The other ones I had to have removed, and I wasn't able to play Russian football <laughs> as a child. <laughs> I, I called Walter out on Twitter this week for ignoring what? me like two years ago. Oh, you you liked the tweet, Matthew. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I said, like, I said, good match to Walter two years ago. In fairness, Matthew was there. I was drunk. Uh, you weren't there when I said good match to him, but you were there with me at the event. It was at Wrestling Media Con. I was hammered. And um, yeah, I said good match to him. And he just blanked me. And then on Twitter, I said, needless to say, I'll batter him if I see him again. If it came down to me and Walter, how long would I last <laughs> against him <laughs> in a real shoot shoot fight? I reckon we should get this organized. I reckon no. you could get this, like, like fight MMA. We should put on an event <laughs> similar to that, but actually have people attend and watch and stuff. But it's me versus <laughs> right. me versus Walter. That's a big main event, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. A true oh, David versus Goliath tail, isn't it? I'd have to run away round the cage until he caught me and ended my life. Oh, dear. If you had to tackle Walter, or Walter, sorry, Matthew, what, uh, what move would you go for? If I could do any move to Volta, which if you imagine, right? If we were all locked like one on one against Volta in a cage, what would you do? What would you? You have to try and do something. Oh, I think the only way I could think of to distract him because there's no way I can apply. He'd know that the counter holds every hold I was going to put on him. So my idea, my idea would be to tickle him. Oh, because I don't think any wrestler has done that to him before. I watch a lot of Timothy Thatcher and Ilya Dragunov matches against him. None of them have tickled him. So I don't think he'll be expecting that. And they won't have taught him how to deal with that. You've been thinking about this a lot, haven't you? (laughs) Before I asked the question. I'm just learning from Adam Bacitti's uh, how to BS when you ask a really silly question. Um, (laughs) Yes, I think I'll tickle him. And if that didn't work, then I'd I'd be forced to tap out. What would you go for, Jack? Probably the fight affair, uh, the fight fest, the fire festival um, offering of just suck him off. Yeah, just to distract him. 
Well, <laughs> you'd offer to suck him off to get some Walter. Oh, I get, oh, that's a good pun oh, there, Jack. Yeah. I like that. I like um, that's good. That, huh? if, it, if I realistically had to fight Walder, I'd obviously try and run away as much as I could until. But he's not going to tire himself out before me, even though he's bigger. He's definitely better cardio. So I don't know. I, I've. You could start a faction called Ring Spaff then. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I can see myself not wanting to get punched by him, grabbing a leg, and then just getting bodily thrown over the top of the octagon. So yeah, I, I really don't know. My face I'd, would never be the same. I'd go proper dirty, me. I'd just I'd whap out my phone, and it would have a picture of his, like a video of his dog, and then just it would get shot, and that would distract him. Then I'd go <laughs> in. That would distract him. <laughs> that would, yeah. He's got. I think I'm writing. I think I'm writing. Saying he's got a beautiful boxer. I love boxers, me. Um, yeah, just a video of that getting decapitated in some form or fashion. Would allow me the opportunity to do something terrible. Either run away to escape the cage or <laughs> needs must in these situations. You're locked in a cage with Volta, for goodness sake. You gotta you gotta do pull something out the bag. Yeah, you know what? Seeing his dog getting shot, that'll probably calm him down. Yeah, You're yeah. right, Ross. That's just what you need. <laughs> he would drop to his knees, start screaming why like Shotzi Blackheart on this week's NXT. Was it? Oh him? yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. Well, on that's a very dark note, that is <laughs> Ilya's nipples from this week of NXT UK. Well, you get, uh, you can tell it's been an exciting week here because I was also going to put that match in. Um, oh, you can put the match in. You can put yeah, the match in. You know what, I'll yeah, just do that then, but no one's going to vote for it because Ilya's nipples are way more exciting than the actual match. But whatever, there's not been a lot to go on during lockdown, so I'll do that. Yeah, it took me, I think this must have dropped the same time we were doing this podcast last week. So it only took me until yesterday to watch it. Because I've seen these two get on it when there's been a crowd, and it was the match that made me a fan of Dubex Dub. So I knew it happened in NXT UK, but it actually took a lot to get me to watch it. Because uh, it was a weird thing of like, I'm not watching the match itself. I'm looking at all the memories I've had going to Germany, meeting new friends, um, and love singing Germany. and dancing with them. I do because of stuff like this and seeing yeah. this the first time, being there in person with the battle between uh, Ilya Dragunov, the man who thinks he's invincible, versus the man who thinks, I don't think you are, mate. I think I'm going to crack you open like an egg. <laughs> um, and some of the stories always been when they've wrestled, can Volta stop Ilya? You know, how how much can Ilya take? So the first match we saw that, I mean, he had a big red chest. This episode of the UK, it was nothing compared to the one he had the first time. They, it had the thing at the 16 carat 2017 final, where it looked like, it's like, hey, Ilya, where are you from? He just pointed towards his chest because it looked like a map of Russia. Um <laughs> So I am going to put that match in because it's the first time post-COVID and post-speaking out that's made me gone, God, I miss going to shows. Right, right. right. So, and also it was a tremendous match with lots of twattering and battering. <laughs> and uh, I hope you, hopefully the people who watch Cultaholic and listen to me, who over the years have heard me go, blah, 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 Walter, blah, 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 he's so good. Um, can watch this match and go, oh, that's what Matthew's talking about all the time. Ah. Anyway, what were you saying, Ross? Sorry, I was going to say, I wish they didn't put the fake crowd noise on. I wish it could just, like, it would properly echo. I know it did anyway, but, like, if it was completely silent, I think it would have been so much more effective. But that's just me being nitpicky and a massive arsehole. No, I agree. There were the uh, negatives because it was NXT UK's fault, Elliot. This is not just your normal everyday Walter Ilya. Uh, we did get the Kevin Dunn cuts. So didn't ruin things too badly, but it was noticeable 
and it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? That needs a cut right there on the 30-second chop to the chest. And also the commentators, and I usually like Matt Nigel McGuinness and whatever that puppet companion he has next to him and when they're talking <laughs> on NXT UK. But this is one of these matches where I was just trying to like drown them out. Like, like just, just be quiet, mate. I want to hear the chops. I want to hear the, the bullet holes go through Ilya right now. I don't want to hear you go, oh, Blue Peter, or whatever it is you're talking about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, did you see it, Jack? Or is that going to be your yes. nomination as well? No, I've seen it. They were my oh, one and two slots on last week's Wrestlers of the Week. Oh, uh, who was number one and number two? Walter was number one, but it was really hard, so I just had to give it to Walter because he won. But it was they, they were both phenomenal in the match. Uh, yeah, also loved it. One of the best matches of the year so far. Uh, I think my favourite match of the year so far is still Hangman and Omega versus the Bucks. But only AEW just... shill, of course. <laughs> uh, Tony Khan, loads of money. Okay, and what is your nomination this week? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so mine's not a wrestling one. Uh, my, mine is... Uh, I don't think I've nominated this before, but I've mentioned it to people in Cultaholic, maybe not on camera. There was a program on the BBC when I was in like year five or something. So it would have been like early to mid-2000s, right? Called The Murder Game. Does anyone remember The Murder Game, first of all? No. Okay. Do you know Murder in Small Town X, the American equivalent? Okay, that's fine. The Murder Game <laughs> was a documentary, not a documentary, sorry, a, a reality sort of series on BBC. It only ran for one season. I loved it as a kid. I was way too young to be watching it. What it was, and, and what the only reason I'm nominating this is because I've found a YouTube channel that's got all the episodes on it. So people check it out if you like my description, right? So there's like 10 detectives contestants or whatever they all live together it's a reality game show situation they're in this town and there's been a murder and like everyone's an actor so they've got to go and like talk to the act discover who did the murder week by week and it's preposterous like it's absolutely ridiculous there's all this interweaving like different motives that anyone could have and on the first night after skip the first episode because that's just getting into the contestants episode two at the end of the first night the killer throws a brick through the window of the the house where they all live and the brick has i have one of the nine written on it in paper and they they kind of piece it together and it's one of the nine suspects that like goes on for the whole series and one week every week they eliminate one suspect until you find out eventually who the killer is i remember who the killer is i'll never forget i'm not going to spoil it but this is where the show gets ridiculous. There's like a, a chief investigator type guy who like guides them through it. At the end of every episode, he goes, right, you two have been the worst detectives of the week. You both have to play the killer's game. The killer's game is where they both have to go to a different location. One goes to the quarry. One goes to the disused railway station. And they walk around with a night vision camera and just get the crap's get out of them by things jumping out or like they'll walk over a tripwire and leaves will drop down. They're like, oh, it's really good. And then eventually it's cutting back and forth between the two of them in the different locations. And then one of them will get killed by the killer. And as a child, I was like, do they, do they really get killed? You never see them again in the kayfabe of the show. They have been, they have been murdered. And this chief investigator bloke is just willfully sending these contestants off to get killed because the other one always finds a clue that takes them ahead in their investigation. So the, the one who's, the, I remember like 
one of them survives, they come back to the house, everyone else is sat awake waiting. And if it's someone that the group doesn't like as much as the one who's being killed, they're like, oh, yay. The other one's dead. And then they're like, I found this. Yo, yo. <laughs> what does this mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. I love it. Can't recommend it enough. I can't do it justice, really, without um, you going and watching it yourselves, everybody. So find it on YouTube. Just search The Murder Game, BBC, and find out who murdered Catherine Pryor. Lovely. I have no memory. <laughs> I have no memory of this whatsoever. But I'm glad that with the power of technology we have now, it's very easy to find a lot of memories and retro stuff that a lot of people Don't patronize my terrible pick, Matthew. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you, but your vote does uh, balance on the fact that other people have seen and heard it's of gonna, the no, murder it's gonna game. Lose. It's going to lose, um, but. If anybody does remember it or has seen it, please do write into the mailbag. And so Ross can see it, please go the murder. Like, please write in. Because I need I need to know that I've not dreamt this series. <laughs> the murder game, not just a game between uh Walter's dog and when Ross is around. It's also a popular thing that Jack likes. And <laughs> I hopefully just, you I like it. I don't, I don't well. condone those actions. This is just me tactically plotting Walter's downfall if I was locked inside of a cage with with Volta. Banking on the fact he would get more emotional than he would angry. Maybe it isn't a good plan at the end of the day. Maybe not. You're right. We might have to call off the uh, the Volta versus Cultaholic match. <laughs> For now. But until then, it's not the murder game we're playing. It's the voting game. Oh. Here we go. As we have the choices of Ilya's nipple. Is this one of them or both? Uh, both, both sorry, plural. I beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. I wouldn't want to make this Hall of Fame edition sounds silly or anything both of Ilya's nipples for voting if you're not a nipple person not judging you the match itself is up for the Hall of Fame because apparently nothing's happened this week and as evidenced by the fact that nothing's happened the other one is The Murder Game a series Jack has apparently watched all of in one week is that right? I've not watched it yet I've watched again skip the first episode go from episode 2 and I'm a couple of episodes in Oh, okay. Well, if you watch it before uh, Jack, please don't add him with the spoilers. That'd be very cruel. I know who I know who murdered Catherine Pryor. I remember it from when I was ten. It's burned into my brain. Fantastic. Well, if you don't know who the murderer is, <laughs> or you do, or you don't care, it doesn't matter. You can still vote for us, no matter what your afflictions are, by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, this week in wrestling. Bloody week in the wrestling. I miss Jen. Get your masks from cultaholicshop.com. Jen uploaded a picture of herself <laughs> on Instagram recently. I think she's Fiona from... Sh- she's green. She's all in green anyway. Um, I was just like... I was just a bit bemused because it looked like that paint was going to ruin whatever environment she was in. I'm concerned about the host of whatever party that was. It's funny you say that. Uh, when I used to go to like anime and nerd conventions like Magfest and stuff, used to it. Well, you know, you hit your thirties and it's like you better be here to sell something, pal. Like, you can sort. You still go creep. to Magfest. I've been to Magfest in years. It, Have you uh, not? It changed dramatically. Uh, oh. Anyway, that's a whole thing. But the whole thing was, it didn't matter if it was a, a nerd thing, a music thing, with pony people, or whatever, whatever type of weird <laughs> nerdy people. Pony all the people, people that were, this is going yeah, somewhere. My, my this is all going pony. somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. Um, all the what? different nerdums. <laughs> there's a, there's the, a big adult following of My Little Pony. They're called and they, they dress up as ponies or something. Uh, yes. 
And it didn't matter. That's not the thing to get hooked on. The thing that everybody hated, these different nerds, they all came together, all the, the juggalos and everything else came together to test the Homestruck fan base. I got that right? Is that, oh, is that even the right name? Is that the game, the Flash game? Uh, yeah, the long-running... Um, the... Homestuck. Home and Homestuck, away. beg your pardon. Homestuck appears to be something else. Yeah, thank you. I was nearly right. It's been a while. Um, because all the people there would paint themselves the colours like grey, mostly in purple, like a proper paint. And then they would, they would, you know, go up to the Friday. The convention would start on Friday and end on Sunday. So I thought, oh, I'm going home tomorrow. All of them would then wash their stuff off, sometimes in the showers in the bath like an old person. Sometimes they jump in the swimming pools and complete knacker. And these hotels, their entire plumbing would just knacker because there's all this paint being flushed down it because all yeah. these homestruck people. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I felt like sharing it- that memory. I'm sorry. I've been a Smurf before. I've been in blue. Uh, okay. I've done that as a, well. Yeah. There was a Smurf night out at uni. Like, first few months of uni, and I went out, blue t-shirt, blue tights, blue face paint and all that. My flatmate, six foot two, rower, hench, went out without his top on. Generally did better with women than I did throughout uni, and that was the start of a very depressing journey. How was your Smurf night, Ross? It was an experience because it was just my flat who had decided, it was like soon into uni, we're like, oh, we'll have a night out together as a flat. It'll be so nice. So everyone dressed up as a Smurf. And then I ended up getting cast adrift <laughs> from the flat. So it was just me in blue with all these people dressed normal. And there's a fantastic, <laughs> I'll try I'll try and find the picture on Facebook. I remember being tagged in it. It's just like eight or nine lads who I knew off my course or whatever, just stood there all dressed in normal clothes. Then me on the end, blue. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be terrible that you're the only person to dress up for an event last week's podcast was great wasn't it it was I anyway Smackdown <laughs> and by Which, the way you cannot you cannot carry on your prejudice for Smackdown because it is this is the first one I've reviewed in quite a while and it's fantastic oh no that was the last version of Smackdown we've had the draft now oh I see which sucks for Raw because Half the crap I didn't like on SmackDown are now on it. So, But no, you're right. There aren't many bits on SmackDown to enjoy. I'm about to tell you about them. Roman and Jay have an intense promo segment to start the show. Jay says he hates Roman. But Roman says he'll have fallen in line by the end of the show. It's fantastic. Godfather style. Not the one with the hose. Godfather style <laughs> storyline here. We're going there. Are you all right there, Jack? Yep. I thought that it had stopped recording, but it was just the laptop wanting to do an update. And my eye went proper cross-eyed there when I looked at the... So people will comment about that. Can't wait. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Lots of print screens. And we'll get on to the Roman stuff later on because there's stuff happening. Uh, Until then, Kevin Owens defeats Dolph Ziggler in a Survivor Series qualifying match. Mm. Uh, Bianca Belair also qualifies, winning a triple threat against Billy Kay and Natalia. Any thoughts there, Ross? Uh, That is a thing that happened. Uh, In terms of that segment, all I can really remember is Adam Pearce's outfit. He had black black trousers, a red, a blood red shirt, Matthew, and a brown blazer. Black, Hmm. red, and brown. What on earth was he thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I can't remember a thing from that match. It was a long time ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, Lars Sullivan has a sit-down interview with Corey Graves. I remember this bit. (laughs) And he tells a heartwarming story about how he was called a freak at school and how he really enjoyed watching those Mankind segments with Jim Ross in 1997. Oh, sorry. Um, Jack, what did you think of this? Weird, tone-deaf, strange, unneeded, odd. 
waste of time. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Very weird. Ross. Yeah. Uh, it could be real life bleeding into to gimmicks, I guess, and could potentially explain a lot. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> the emotional turmoil in the youth. You know what I'm getting at here. Yeah, it was a weird... Cause Obviously, it was a lot of it was babyface flavored until the very end when it was like, "Oh, I enjoyed beating up these kids who made me cry and this, that, and the other." But yeah, it was a a bit too much babyface before the end. It just it was a weird experience, I thought. Yeah, he got called the freak of school for by painting himself up as Homestuck characters and going to conventions <laughs> and hanging out with ponies. Murphy is out with Elliot Mysterio to apologize to Ray and the Big Dom. Rollins comes out instead and tries to manipulate them into joining him. But Dominic runs out and attacks. Murphy tries to help, but Dom attacks him instead. Ray joins in and Ali has to save Murphy from a beatdown. And then they pure kiss on their lips. Get it up, yeah. Yeah. Dear God. I wrote wrote pure kiss on the lips, but... Get it up, you was Matthew's own improvisation. <laughs> that, that was that was me impersonating the the people on the screens. So. I feel this must be how Scorsese feels when one of the actors just takes the scene to a next level and just runs with the script because that was brilliant. Tarantino once one takes the shoes off. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts here on this Romeo and Juliet type thing? Drama. I mean, yeah. drama of the highest degree. She loves them. She can't help that she loves them. You can't you can't change what the heart wants, Matthew. No matter what Rey Mysterio might think. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, drama. Uh, it's just fantastic drama. Sasha Banks comes out to hype her Survivor Series match against Asuka. Bailey interrupts and says she'll be the one facing Asuka because she's going to beat Sasha for the title next week. She also mentions that Sasha is notoriously bad at defending titles once she's won them, which probably means she'll retain this time. Nice bit of red heron there, because uh, goes well with some rice. Because uh, you don't know if that means that they are going to do that or they're not. Will they, won't they? The only way to find out is to tune in. But these are just my ramblings, Ross. Yeah. Um, I think Sasha will obviously win. I think I think we're going all the way to WrestleMania next year, you know. I've got a feeling this this feud, as it should do, by the way. Because they did that one a few years ago on Raw where they had Dr. Shelby come in and playing funny ha-ha music in the background and just getting the tone of the entire thing completely wrong. So I, I think, yeah, Sasha will retain and then we'll go. Somehow we'll get to WrestleMania. I don't know how, but somehow we will. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And in the main bit, Jey Uso beats Daniel Bryan in a Survivor Series qualifier. Roman comes out and Jay is suddenly accepting of him as head of the table. Roman makes Jay put Bryan through the announce table to prove his loyalty to the family. Oh. Yeah, again, it's we sound repetitive, but I'm loving everything they're doing with Roman. Love everything they're doing with Jey Uso. Now he's reluctantly having to be part of the family. Just want to upset the head of the table. I'm going to do stuff like put Brian through the table. Love it. Mm. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Mm. Anything to add there, Jack? No, it's just fantastic. At times. Any other thoughts on SmackDown there, Ross? I am happy that Jay Uso's kids and Jimmy Uso's kids can still go around to Romans for Christmas dinner now that Jay has fallen in line. I think that's a, a, a huge weight off all of our shoulders watching. I was worried for the future generations of the Uso family. Monday Night Raw. Oh no. Randy Orton opens the show, but is interrupted by Alexa Bliss. She says the fiend could be here, but Orton is instead ambushed by Drewy Mack, says here. Drewy Mack. Miz comes down looking to cash in, but Drew beats him up, as well as Morrison. 
Yeah. I'm pretty much done with the, the, oh no, he's about to cash in. He's about to cash in the money in the bank. But, oh no, the millisecond before the referee rang the bell, something, something. I mean, once or twice a year, all right, but please don't do this every week. Carmella did it enough times to last me a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on in the Firefly Funhouse, Alexa spits out blood and it's weird. Is that what it was? It looked like a fruit winder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely fruit. I guess, oh, Adam bought some fruit winders for his stream, right? And he, oh. he had a few left. So me and Andrew, after cleaning up, were, were tucked into one. And I was thinking, bloody hell, it's been about 15 years since I've had a fruit winder here. The current day fruit winders... In totality, I'll have the same width as your, your old school ones, but they're now in two halves, so you've got a big chunk in the middle missing, and it's just harder to eat. That's weird. To do it. it's, it's, I know it's obviously a cost-cutting measure because they've got a big strip in the middle that they don't now have to make, but it's just... It, put put the consumer first, will you, whoever makes your fruit winders. Terrible decision. Fruit winders were like prime currency in primary school. Oh, like, see, uh, see what the comic says. I remember, yeah, I remember once there was a lad who was in the popular group, he was good at football, there was a lad who wasn't good at football, but he was like kind of becoming friends with the popular lads, and to get in with one of them, he gave the best footballer a full winder, and that did the rounds around the year, like, yeah, the Daniel's given Neil a full winder, and everyone was like, full like winder. the PG fighter thing. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. <PG. laughs> Firefest. Firefest, oh, that's man. the one. I've got Fighterfest in my mind because of it. It's, it sounds like it should be Firefest. But... <laughs> so I like it. So there's two converging storylines there. One is that kid was trying to basically be the Jey Uso to that one cool kid's Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. other thing is, did that kid grow up to be the rower from the other bit of story you're talking about? Because <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern in your stories. There was this other yeah. guy who was bigger and stronger and better at the... me in every th- way, but I don't like him. The second, the second lad, the one who gave the giver of the winder, was the biggest lad in the year, actually. True, but it was not the same lad. No, I think they've got a union going. One of them was from, the one from uni was from Guildford in Surrey, and the one from primary school was from Bolden. So <laughs> there we go. See, it's good you talk about this because uh, on Facebook, I just ran a memory sometimes happening about. When I was at uh, college in Darlington, I'll say it on the podcast in case it happens, because I know, if Jack, do you sometimes get response when you bring up these old stories about your friends? Not from uh, not from primary school, because I don't really know anyone really oh, from okay. primary school. The only person I know from primary school is, you know, Ash, Rise Ash. Yeah. His uh, his wife, her little brother went was in my year at school, oh. and he met Pachiti at their wedding and scared the crap out of Pachiti. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so good. Yeah, nice lad though. Just a bit rough. Uh, yeah, the right. why what the what the roughness scared Pachi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had no idea. <laughs> he had he had no idea what this lad was saying. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. He was being nice as well. He wasn't even like trying to like scare him. <laughs> Get away from me, you peasant! Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, the reason I'm bringing this up was because I had a random memory uh, when I was at QE in Darlington. If anyone's been there, message or tweet whatever, but. We did philosophy in the first year. You do, uh, you do four in your first year and then three in your second. I think that's right. And they had two classes to begin with for philosophy. But so many people either dropped out or got thrown out because of drugs that they only had one slightly larger than normal class because there wasn't much point having two teachers in for 10 people. Um, and I was thinking about this because I'm like, oh, those lads, those lads. And wait, that one lad who was rumoured to have given crystal meth 
to the head teacher's daughter, and he was never seen or heard from again. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that story. Yeah, I was trying to. Think, I've asked my friends. Does anyone else remember this? And no one can remember it. But it did then bring up something else. Oh, was that that lad who would smoke crack outside of college? <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't he's gone very American with his choice of drugs there, hasn't he? I didn't know crystal meth existed in the UK. Yeah, I might. I don't oh. know anybody. I mean, I'm from Bish. I don't know anybody <laughs> who smokes crack. Be bloody hell. Yeah. That's a Shildon thing. Um, <laughs> going back to what we're talking about, which was, of course, uh, fruit winders. Do any of you guys mm. have the pure fruit yo-yos with a bear on the front? Oh, I, I don't recognise that one, now. Oh, I get them every time I go to Sainsbury's. But now I'm an adult, I don't roll them. I just have the circle and just bite into them like that. Oh, hang on. You Stop monster. you a bad person. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. But at least it wasn't as bad as Monday Night Raw. Uh, Jeff Hardy beating Elias in a guitar on a pole match. Look at that pole. Uh, with the idea, good old pole, yes. And the idea is you could gain possession of the guitar and use it on your opponent. Jeff Hardy got possession, but it was bass, dirty, stinking bass on the top of Elias, and the bloody thing didn't break. But then Jeff Hardy pinned him, one, two, three, and then smashed the guitar like Jimi Hendrix um, on the side of the ring post afterwards. Yeah. Not be able yeah. to get the number one with that broken guitar, is he, I, re- I reported recently that Elias was in line for a big push. I'm now doubting the validity of that story. Well, last week he was on every second segment. Now so he's getting Elias beaten. isn't on screen... Everyone should be going, where's Elias? He got, <laughs> nice he got download to, his album. He got to number one in the soundtracks chart on iTunes. That is, he is in line for all of the keys to the kingdoms that WWE okay. have. Yeah, and he earned £10 from that. <laughs> uh, Shayna and I defend the tag titles against Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Lena gets involved and ends Lana. up... At the, at Lena, bloody hell. Lana gets involved and ends up distracting both teams before the champions eventually retain. Later... We get Nia versus Lana. I can't pronounce any names this week. And you'll never guess what happens. What happened, yeah. Matthew? She smoked crack. I'll tell you. She smoked crack table because that's all that was in her uh, lungs after getting put through the announce table for the seventh time. And apparently it was reported on Coldholic News and other websites as well that this is supposed to make Lana likeable and supposed to give her a good old push. She's going to apparently put Nia through a table at some point. But I think that'll happen. And then someone will put Lana through one anyway, because Vince is cruel. Yeah. I will not do the Anbachiti, I bet you a five it happens thing. But I, I think you're genuinely right there, Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mustafa, watch. We'll get to that in a bit. Mustafa. I was going to say, thank you, Ross. We've oh, all been God. saying it wrong. Mustafa. Oh. No, I, I, I learned this this week as well because my Geordie Twang immediately just goes Mustafa like that. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's Mus- Mustafa. Moose. Mustafa. <laughs> no, um, sorry, Mustafa Ali. We'll get we'll get his oh. check up later on. Say it. I love it when you say it. Say it again. Mustafa. Mustafa. Mustafa, 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 Mustafa. AJ Styles decides that he's the captain of the Raw Survivor Series team. Braun shows up and declares... That he's won Michigan. Wait, sorry, declares that he's on the team too. <laughs> oh, you jack yeah. in your notes. Adam <laughs> Pierce says that he has to qualify. For- Look, I'm not a political person. Adam Pierce <laughs> says he has to qualify first, but nobody wants to face him. Keith Lee and Sheamus agree to, but Braun wins anyway. AJ tries to get everybody to be friends, but then they attack each other. AJ is sad. But he also I- got involved, though. He did get involved with the, the fight also. People are still recovering from that little bit of satire road. So, but yeah, you're right, that did happen. Uh, this is the type of match I think that would 
If JR was commentating, the announce table would rise several inches and he wouldn't even need to touch it with his hands. Why? What did you think? Because <laughs> it's JR's a big boss. Boss. hog. Oh, right, big hog. Massive cock. Mm. <laughs> no, I got that bit. I just wanted to know why it would give him an erection. Because it's a horse battle, I see. Horse Big battle. Slapping meat in it. Fwah, that's number wang. All that stuff that you like saying. <laughs> Any other thoughts of then take the make out of Jim Ross? Yeah. I thought yeah, it was I thought it was a great like uh, when it got to the end and they were all just dropping bombs everywhere, I thought it was fantastic. And i I really like how AJ Styles think the captain and Rowan getting the victory is gonna add a lot to my legacy. <laughs> 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 and his reaction at the end of like oh why can't we just get along oh dang it that's just fantastic I like AJ Styles as a heel more so as a face more so than a face sorry what else did AJ Styles say this week <laughs> I love hearing your impersonation of him <laughs> I'm trying to think of that bloody flat earth quote he said I can't remember what it was oh there's a chance there's some things you need I don't know it's a load of crap Matthew it's um, it's terrible move gosh, on gosh darn it <laughs> Tornation. <laughs> the New Day challenge the Hurt business, but lose. It's non-title though. Don't worry, lads. Uh, I think you've been very dismissive of the segment. I actually really enjoyed hearing the Hurt business and New Day just mouth off at one another. Yeah, fair. Because New Day, they're good at being silly buggers, but then it got turned a bit more serious, and the Hurt business was able to bring them to that level. And I liked how it sounded, but I also liked. Kofi Kingston, and they said, going, oh, I loved MVP, you're so great. Sheldon Benjamin, I watched you when I was a kid. Hi, Cedric. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what have you done? But I don't know, that's something I can hope to see going on as a feud. But we don't care about that, do we? Shortly afterwards, Tucker shows us. Oh, my God. The oh. new look Tucker, who had tights on with his surname. And someone posted that the last time he had a surname on TV was February 2019. He showed up with no entrance, lost to Ricochet, who, Quickly. I'm not being funny, but none of us know what to do with Walter. We're pretty sure we know what to do with Ricochet on Raw, because he doesn't be anybody. And, and it was uh, a quick loss. It was a quick loss. A also. very quick loss. Yeah. And then afterwards, Retribution showed up to beat down Ricochet. Not even Retribution wanted anything to do with Tucker. I do not know what happened with this lad. Oh, I don't know if he forgot to shake someone's hand backstage or if they were annoyed that he may or may not have had the script on, on screen at the pay-per-view. But last week, he turned on Otis. So we all thought we were going to get the epic Tucker versus Otis battle. And uh, yeah, I mean, what is your expert analysis of this, Ross? Uh, I'm not, not sure if it was expert, but I think this is a... Maybe it's a, a, a product of there being no fans inside the arena because if there was fans inside the arena at Hell in a Cell, there would have been full-blown riots everywhere. Tucker. No, there would have been. I would have flown over to America myself if I couldn't start kicking some ass, you know? Um, but I reckon but Tucker... Be a, be a bit dog. Well, aye. <laughs> aye. Let's move on from dogs. No, I reckon Tucker would have been proper, like a proper bastard of a heel because... Everyone loves Otis, don't they? Everyone loves Otis, and it would have. Been, I just think it's been the effect of that heel turn. Hopefully, it's just been lost by the crowds not being there. And it's not just a case of they've done it and they've just thought, "Oh, let's cast Tucker aside and forget about him because he's rubbish." Because he's not rubbish. I know he's a bit weird in the way he speaks and the way he used to go on with Otis used to leave me a bit unnerved, to be honest with you. But he's a very talented wrestler and a very talented man at speaking with his promo script in hand as well. But uh, it just. 
you look at Retribution and you look at Tucker and you just wonder why they don't help people out a bit more, like book them a bit strong to begin with at least, just to, to get people invested in them, then maybe, you know, knock them down for a bit. But to, to start them off like they are with those two in particular, it's just weird. Chuck? I just fully agree, yeah. I've not really got much more to add, but it's sad for Tucker. He deserves more. Uh, there was a tweet uh, Gary Cassidy did where he tweeted the pictures and goes, oh, what I've just said. And someone replied, what's his new name, Future Endeavoured? And then Tucker replied with, I've got a family. And then deleted the tweet. And it's like, yeah. Well, I think oh, it's well. a good time to point out that when we're slagging off wrestlers and stuff, most of the time it's because of the way they're being booked. It's not because yeah, we want them. You. It's not because we want them to lose their jobs. You yeah, know. When, I, when I've been calling Tucker a prick, it's because he turned on my favourite wrestler. Yeah. Not because I legitimately hate the man who's playing Tucker Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right, Ross. I, I did see on your Twitter timeline, oh, I remember when you said this to us, I was right. <laughs> he didn't reply to the coward. Oh. What, a, what a prick. Has Otis made your big cry. three? Is it a big four now? Because I remember your Rusev, Kevin Owens and yeah. Big E. Is always up there as well. Oh, this is broken in there. I've got a four horseman now. Oh. Four horsemen. Four horsemen. Like. Yes. <laughs> My stay all oh, goes to be table like Jim Ross. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Main event: Drew beats Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho! In a handicap match, but Orton sneaks up and hits an RKO afterwards. I'm sure it was very exciting, but I just skipped ahead and didn't bother watching it. Uh, any other <laughs> thoughts there on Raw that we missed, Ross? Uh, no, I think we've got it all covered. Um, I'm just. Uh, I'm still thinking that The Fiend shouldn't be involved in the world title picture, which I know he's sort of on the periphery at the minute, but it seems to be building to another Drew versus Randy and then The Fiend after that. And I just don't think The Fiend should be involved in the world title picture for a while. It's been in enough already. I'd agree with that if they had anybody else to feud with Randy right now other than Drew, and they don't. So I'll take, by God, I'll take Randy and The Fiend over more Randy and Drew. It would have been, I'm telling you now, it would have been Randy versus, or maybe Drew versus Tucky if there were crowds in the arena. Honestly, I'm telling you. <laughs> the Dark Knight strikes again. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything to say that wasn't take the mick out of him, but yeah. Uh, AEW Dynamite, and it's a big one this week. Never mind full gear. Just, just you wait. Just you wait, boys and girls. You know what's coming. MJF from Wardlow defeated Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. MJF attacks Jericho on commentary as he leaves. Good God. Sammy was on fuego, as they mm. awkwardly say in bad Mexican Spanish. Um, yeah, he was... Oh, God. Uh, he was higher than <laughs> Kerry Von Erich in space during this match. He was flying left, flying right, and everything like that. It's uh, Jamie's not doing more than just feuding with Matt Hardy and the feud that'll never end. It looks opinion. like it might end. It might end on Sunday. Saturday, hopefully. I hope so, yeah. Mm. Miro beats Trent, question mark, after a potential botch, but maybe not. They style that out well if it was... I think that's one of these things where I think Trent's done that before. It's the, uh, I lost because I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not checking my DMs, but I'm sure I've got lots of people going, put it in, put it in. Um, It was either way. Shouldn't have said that. It worked worked really well. If it was was a botch, they played it off really, really well. So was it a botch? If one botch happens in the forest and no one's around to... That that worked well, Jack. Thank you for covering Cheers, it for me mate. for my Thank horrible you. comment. <laughs> what do you talk about? The worst thing Chris Jericho put out in the Into the World yesterday wasn't that tweet. It was the fact he called Miro. He says he gets uglier every week. Can you believe? I, yeah, can you I'm, believe that? Yeah. 
Chris I, Jericho. I uh, everyone knows that a big part of Miro's character is that he's handsome. That's a big. That's a big thing. I can't. I was, believe I was that. saying on my video before. I'm not too much of a fan of that. I've called him the the fake thick with two C's, shady with that blonde bleached thing. Not too much of a fan of that. The fade was better in WWE, but he's still a handsome man. How oh, eh, Chris Jericho? Bloody hell! Terrible. Shocking Matthew, behavior. Agree with this. Shocking. <laughs> Shock. I was ready until you finished to go. Yes, I fully agree with these comments. The bastard. It is weird though seeing Miro be a normal wrestler in AEW. I know he can't do all the gimmicks exactly the same and go, you know, Miro crush. But it is weird after seeing that's what I expected to see in AEW, and he's just normal blokey who I'm happens sh- to play arcade I'm shocked games. At how they're using him, like, because obviously watching him in WWE, like, has there been many more like organically loved superstars than Rusev was with Rusev Day and how that sort of took off without any sort of push behind it and then he's arrived in AEW where you're thinking oh they must have seen how that went and how WWE just didn't utilize it to its full like potential and they've gotten booked like booked as a heel I just think that's a bit that's a bit strange and a bit backwards yeah they'll hope you get better though because like the other organic uh, organic star that got themselves over Zack Ryder uh they really work that well but hopefully Miro will come back and he'll stop hanging around Billy Mitchell who I now resemble <laughs> As I realised, so I can't really take the mick out of him. Handsome Billy Mitchell, they call him. And what else we got? Young Bucks beat Private Party, but I jumped by FTR afterwards. Hangman saves the day. Drink in hand. What a professional. Ooh. Kenny also comes down and they're all intense with each other. Oh, oh shucks, it says here. So apparently AJ Styles wrote that little segment. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah, that was just a match. Because obviously the full gear thing is this siding. We'll get to that later on. I think um, SCU might have been, or Scorpio Sky was meant to be on the show at some point. Getting short spears, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so they might, think, this might have been the last minute. But it was a good match. Right, Orange Cassidy is now facing um, John Silver John. on the main show rather than the pre-show, so maybe that's it. And We need to mention that Kenny Omega promo. Yeah, I was going to say, none of the promos are actually here, so I think we'll cut them. Yeah, Kenny Omega talking with Tony Schiavone, and he went, well, this isn't even my house, and this isn't even my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're back to dogs again. I'm sorry, Ross. I know. Um, we don't, I don't want to see Chico die. That's a, that's fast of certain. What a so lovely I little saw, dog. To interrupt, I saw something online that he called the dog Shingo. Shingo? And She's thought, in Chicago. Chico, wasn't it? Is that what it supposed to be? Was... Oh, I saw someone tell me it was supposed to be Shingo. And I'm like, is this a New Japan thing I'm missing out on? Oh, I don't know. I think I wrote down Chico. <laughs> Kenny Omega shoots on Shingo Takagi. Yeah, like, wait a minute. We, like, Shingo's there at home going, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was cheap maybe the person misheard it then because you know you know how anybody does anything you know Kenny Omega says oh how are you doing Tony Schiavone oh my god an alliance with WCW foreman yeah. <laughs> um, but did it, I don't know if you noticed uh, the picture on the side there because he yeah. obviously didn't reveal whose house he was in but uh, Lewis House uh, the descendant of Peter Beasley himself who works <laughs> for Cultaholic um, he he told me that it was um, who was it the golden the golden sheik who's Kenny's uncle and the natural Don Callis, which might reveal whose house it was. I don't know if that was what it was meant to do or if Kenny just takes a picture of Don Callis everywhere he goes. That might, he, might, he might do that. They're good pals, aren't they? But could Don Callis get involved on Saturday? Is that a thing that could happen? Is he out with his impact thing? He was in the video package hmm. saying, I think... Or was that for the FTR match? Can't remember. Can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah, but isn't Don a New Japan dude? Impact uh, now, isn't he? Just he impact. was new. He was New Japan, but now it's him and Scott oh, Demore do- doing oh, okay. Impact. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. 
because I, I thought because a... of the New Japan stuff that that was the oh there we go and we're gonna build that bridge again New Japan. I don't think he's done anything there for a while. Right. I'm not sure. Unless that picture mm. was just to pop the boys, you know, Kenny Omega the boy popper. Uh, um, well, that popper? wasn't the uh, the ending of the match I was expecting. I don't think anyone was. Even even some driver on predictions probably wasn't expecting to put. Uh, <laughs> I reckon Cyrus the virus is going to show up in the finale of that. Um, down. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. But it has got me thinking now because AW is stupid camera. I'm very sorry if it's zooming in now. But AW are good at that kind of getting your attention at the mundanest of things and going, aha, if you were paying attention, then it's all would have made sense. But sometimes it is like, okay, I figured it out, but how's that going to work? Mm. That's true. Wow. That's On that mystical note, it's not even written here. Oh, what the hell? We'll just skip say, to... Oh, can, we, can we mention Hangman's as well? This is his promo. Yes. Oh, I, I want him to win so badly, but I don't think he will, but I really want him to. He's just a little lost boy and I just want to take care of him. That was odd. That went a bit weird at the end there. Oh, win. Bless you, Jack. Now yeah. say what you see. Um, I like. <laughs> I can relate to him because he he wears the nice shirts. He drinks too much, you know, and he's he obviously takes care of his appearance. So yeah, well, kindred spirits mean. Hang he on, put so. his dirty boots on a white chair. I think that's unforgivable. I think he turned heel in that segment. Me. <laughs> Who does that? What kind of a monster puts their dirty boots they've been walking outside in, especially in autumn, on a white chair? Oh, he's Rick James. Um. <laughs> But never mind that. Why are we even fanning about with this? Let's get to the meat and potatoes of AW Dynamite. Pack is back. Uh. Yes, he is. You get how dare you undersell this, Jack? You know this is a big thing. You know this is an amazing thing. I'm and you quite know- concerned, Matthew. I'm quite concerned, and I mentioned it on Graded. You'll see he's in the countryside. It probably looks like Northumbria somewhere with a big tree. Then he's at like Tymouth or Whitley Bay or somewhere. Then. And he shot promos on the quayside before. I think he's on a set of steps near my lass's flat. What's going on between my girlfriend and Park? I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know, but I need to have a word with her because I don't know what's going on. It's so, upstairs that are next opposite the quayside spoons, isn't it? Yeah, that's where she lives. So, oh. not in the spoons. <laughs> She's not just a dweller. <laughs> so, what's he doing there then? I think the only logical conclusion is that I need to ask her some questions. I reckon he just had been to Spoons because there was that sight. Was it Adam Pacitti himself who spotted him when he was on his hiatus from WWE back in 2017? Spotted him in the Quayside Spoons. Wow. Do you remember when Sami Zayn came to Newcastle to see him? Sami Zayn just put up a picture yeah. of himself at oh, Central Station. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so nice. It was just oh. nice the idea that Sami Zayn had a little trip around Europe to see people. I'm like, here <laughs> yeah. we are. It's like, oh. And um, I like that again, Jack. This is the third time. It's a recurring theme in your stories that you are constantly running away from the fact that there are tremendously sporty, physical people out there ruining your relationships with people. <laughs> That's not whoa, three times. Been... Three whoa, times, whoa, and it's only the third segment not... of the podcast. First of all, I've never did he get, did he give you last a uh, big fruit winder as well? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, I don't, yeah, she, I, don't, I don't think she listens to <laughs> Do you like these. strawberry? <laughs> well, I'll find out if she does next week, I suppose. Or when it goes up. Fantastic. Oh, but yes, Pac returned. Uh, we don't know if that means if he's going to be at full gear or not. We just like the fact that he did a promo and there were many famous areas of Newcastle upon time in this area. And he has shot there before when he did the black and white stuff. But I couldn't tell if he was 
uh, in biker way, maybe not biker, but like, uh, what would that be? Nah, let's just say biker for ease of conversation. Way up those steps. But you're right, it is definitely the ones on the key side now that are in um, colour and stuff. You and also ran across, you ran across on. one of the bridges as well. At one Swing bridge, wasn't, wasn't it? Swing right. bridge. Yeah. For those not, who've never been to Newcastle, many bri- we're great at bridges. Many, many love bridges. Oh, I yeah. love a bridge, me. Mm. I tell people, trouble. like, like, they're being serious though when, when I'm coming back from a journey and I'm on the train I'm like ah oh, back whatever and I have to probably walk there the bridges on the wall there oh yeah you can't Lovely. live in Newcastle out in pictures of bridges where's your bridges lads <laughs> I don't know but I've got Kevin Bridges on DVD uh, The yeah when I'm coming back when I was on the train and it just before it hits the station you get the shot of all the bridges lined up you're like ah oh, I'm coming home Newcastle <laughs> But he's back. Your London Wayne. He's back. Great lyric. And there's lots of them. Yeah. They all multiplied at the end. So people were debating what his name should be. Should he be six pack, multi pack, <laughs> two pack, <laughs> and two pack? Yes. Uh, got to shout out the guy on Reddit. <laughs> got to shout out the guy on Reddit as well. Who was like, "There's a major flaw in an AEW storyline." He's like, "Pack hasn't been in isolation for seven months. I've seen him down Tesco." <laughs> I'll try and find I said I'll share it now. I think at work I'll try and find the name speak amongst yourselves for a second so how's it going it's going great mate uh, I've what? been playing Hades to get good at playing Hades for the Saturday yeah. evening um, streams that I've become addicted to the game right. and now I need to stop myself from playing it because I don't do anything else the rest of the day nice uh, but I have beaten it several times now so I'm very happy just for clarity, while Ross is continuing to have a little look, um, I've I've never actually had a relationship ruined by a wrestler, as far as I know. So let's just I don't want to be getting like accused of spreading lies because that's not that's not happened. So just gonna throw that out. There. It's like last year when there was that Pax of did let's sign at A. Do remember that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. we did that. We caused that. Oh, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but I found the name oh. uh, Wobby the Man is the guy who rumbled the AEW storyline. Mark nice. hasn't been by himself for the last seven, eight months. <laughs> He's trying to get him fined by the government. They get <laughs> anyway. Uh, then where we are? Oh, that's right. On the night of promos, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley have an incredibly oh intense God. Eskimo kiss face to face. Eddie is the best, and I like that yeah. they were Eddie full of passion and vinegar, and just like, oh, come on, come on, let's do it now. And John Moxley stood there like this. Letting him, yeah, and then finally just saying, yeah. It's often the loudest that are the weakest, isn't it, Eddie? And then Eddie just shuts up the rest of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie, so New York and so like my mother, like just all that. That when Moxley mentioned his mom, I looked at Kingston's face straight away. I was like, he's not going to react well, and he was like, oh, it was so good. He's so convinced. He's got to be. How has he not been? Has he done acting before? He's done a lot of wrestling. That's not my question. I don't know. But cheers. It's a good question, actually. I'll ask him next time he's threatening to beat me up. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the New York Vinnie Jones, isn't he? Yeah, uh, that's weird that you've brought up Vinnie. We'll see in a bit. We'll see in a bit. Oh. 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 Yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen now. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll tell you he's what, gonna though. He's going to burst in. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gone for Eddie in the predictions, me. I'm oh. sold. Oh, I've, gone, I've, I've gone from. And I want Geordie Pat to be his first challenger. I think it all just mm. makes too much sense and it's yeah. too, too tantalising not to do it. How Oh, the my best mates. No, the my best friends. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Winner gets ownership promise. of Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> I, I say, I'm sorry. Uh, Nyla Rose squashes Red Velvet and beats her with Shida's finisher. Vicky Guerrero cuts a promo on Shida to hype the title match. I think you could fit all the interactions they've had on TV into a TikTok video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not terribly impressed by this, especially when we've had the announcement on this episode that it is going to be... Uh, oh, bugger, I've written instead. Oh, uh, Deeb versus K for the NWA title. On the pre-show. Yeah, I'm way more invested in that. Uh, I, I Once again, hey, stop as you heard us before, but I don't think AEW do a good job of doing anything with their women whatsoever. Mm. I'm hoping that once... Well, Britt Baker's back, though. I've been saying this, and now she's back. So I, I hope it picks up soon. Is Nyla, is Nyla top of the rankings? Because I, I was saying this in my video earlier today. Like, There's been absolutely no build-up apart from that last night, wasn't there? Has, has there I, been any more? I don't think there has. There, there has been a little bit. Last week or the week before... Uh, there was an interview backstage with Shida and the interviewer said to her, so Nyla's number one contender, but she refuses to have a match with you until you accept the chat. So there was something weird. It was really convoluted, but basically I feel like they've just been holding off for a while. I don't know. I can't exactly remember. It has been mentioned before. It has been mentioned before, but not very convincingly. Right. Refuses to interact with you because we haven't written that part of the show yet because we've got to exist. So... And then Cody and the Gun Club beat the Dark Order before Cody cuts a promo on Darby, who's just still sat up in there in the stands all by his lonesome. And after the show, Cody goes, I'm Cody Rhodes, Newcastle. <laughs> just like that. Uh, yeah, in terms of like matches and stuff, it was whatever. But in terms of getting you ready for AEW full gear, I think it's did a much better job than last week's show. And I'm ready for it on Saturday. I would say, apart from the women's segment, it's a textbook go-home show. You shill. You dirty <laughs> shill. Let me a check. Was that all right, Tony? <laughs> okay, no, I, yeah, everything I thought was a, a I, I used the word stacked, which is not a word in my vernacular, but I said it anyway. I thought it was a stacked show. Very good. Thank you, Tony. Cheers, Tony. NXT Halloween Havoc, it says here. That's not right. Why oh, sorry. Right? I forgot to delete from last week. Yeah. NXT uh, Bonfire Night. Yes. happened and uh, Dakota Kai beats Ember Moon after extraction from Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez shame for Ember yeah oh well Kushida beats Cameron Grimes after Grimes gets spooked by a zombie referee <laughs> the the what? call the call from Beth Phoenix when the <laughs> the referee who's appeared on NXT for years now I don't know what his name is but he came down she goes look it's the zombie referee from last week <laughs> and he's not at all a zombie just him just a normal guy but he must have been a zombie last week. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, as soon as this happened, I saw Twitter because I was busy watching Dynamite, but I checked Twitter and it was all full of one of the worst finishes of the year on NXT just happened. And I was like, what's what's gone on there? And when I saw it, I was like, oh, they've they've gone for that. They've done the zombie ref thing. It was bizarre. Well, I didn't see this because I only skim NXT. Well, uh, you'll certainly be watching it. But did, yeah, I'm going to watch he, this book. He didn't have any makeup or anything on. He just came, it's, I don't know what his name is. He's refereed in NXT for years. Um, but he just, he just came down looking like he does on a regular Wednesday. And Cameron Cripes pissed his pants and ran away. <laughs> He's wow. a big fan of um, the Cranberries. Hey. That's why. Hey, good. Good. I deserve the point because I had nothing else to say. Uh, <laughs> Killian Dane and Drake Maverick face Everrise. But the match is interrupted by Pat McAfee and the lads. They beat each other down and burn an undisputed error banner. 
as they leave they the gonna, attacks. They were going to raise it into the rafters. Like they were I was going to say, I'll, I'll skim it yeah. and look over it. But Pete Dunn goes all Vinnie Jones on his head with the car there door. Is. Ah, there's yeah. the Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Thank you, ah. you are right. Chekhov's Vinnie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <clears throat> did you see where he's on Top Gear? And they were like, I don't suppose you could slam the door and break this watermelon. And he the did it in one, yeah. did one that, time. Yeah. yeah. Good lad. Did you ever see the Grand Tour when... Uh, who what, was it? Goldberg and um, was it Anthony Joshua? Am I remember that correctly? When they had the you know the, the Grand Tour and the change that some people raised against each other, and no one liked it, so they scrapped it. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> was that on after the, was that on after the murder game? Uh. <laughs> I'm sure it was Joshua and Goldberg and Joshua won. I can't remember to be honest with you, but that's the thing that happened. I don't know why it's related to Vinnie Jones smashing a watermelon in the car door, but there you go. So what did they do? They raced against each other. Yeah, they, instead of just one celebrity doing the lap, you used to get two in, and then they would do the lap like one after another. Then they would have like, "Oh, you're the winner, you're the." I can't remember to be honest with you. Wow, and you know what? This sounds complete tosh. So it probably did happen on TV. <laughs> one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, so I liked how this worked. Uh, so one segment of NXT I did watch because I do like the dynamics. Pat McAfee is a great spokesperson. He's very good at selling himself and his daftness, but now he's working to sell this crew he's got against the Undisputed Era. And I was a bit unsure of it because I'm like, do I want Pat every week? After this, I. He's one of the best speakers they've got in NXT. Um, and uh, Oni and the Gavna talking about how they have Oni. over 30 years experience Definitely, together yeah. in the ring. And also Pete Dunne showing up and Pat McAfee going, look how big he is. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he, he did the Vinnie Jones in the car door and then McAfee was like, I like what you did. Bit violent. We'll talk about it later on. <laughs> and then he drives off going, what a night. Yeah. He's so entertaining. He's brilliant. And also they go like, so Pete Dunne, why did you do this? He goes, well, Roderick Strong taught me a very important lesson about friendship when he turned on us. It's like, <laughs> yeah. voice for Pete <laughs> Completely your, is justified. Your, is that your Midlands voice? <laughs> that is, yeah. My name's Peter. <laughs> I, love, I love kicking heads. 
Hello? <laughs> Hello? Ross, can you do a peak time? West Bromwich Building Society. <laughs> Please let us know if you're from the Midlands area uh, how good our impersonations are. I'll tell you what, Tom Campbell, I know he's from there, but he does a fantastic... I was going to say, you can't say Tom does a good Midlands. <laughs> he does a fantastic Midlands accent for someone who's from that area. <laughs> He doesn't have a. He doesn't have the most Midlandsy accent, so I'm guessing he puts on a. a he puts he puts on the proper like. What's that from the the West Bromwich Building Society thing? West Bromwich Building Society. <laughs> Mister Britness. It's from something. Know. I can't remember what it's. In. Let us know down below. Yeah, we we definitely care. <laughs> some quick developments from earlier in the day. Jake Atlas rolls up on Escobar's stable as they enter the building. I felt too white. Back. I felt far too white and uncool to be saying rolls up on, but it was the best way to describe it. He drove it is, up. It is Mazda. Uh, <laughs> it is Mazda people carrier. <laughs> Jake Atlas and his Ford Focus showed up. Escobar's crew um, and went all right, and they attacked them. But they all fled. Apparently, according to this. No, and no, elsewhere, he, no, no. He attacked them and then he fled. So he got one of them oh. and then he scarped because there was two oh. more. That sounds less impressive, but well done for trying Atlas. And then elsewhere, in the other segment I watch, Timothy Thatcher holds another training session for Thatch as Thatch can and is attacked by August Gray. Yeah. The former Anthony Green yes. from Evolve, who kind of had like a kind of 80s thing when he had the, um, oh, what those crazy trousers called that the Road Warriors used to wear. Zubas. Thank you very much. Zubas and the headbands and stuff. And uh, August Gray isn't... I think that's bad. That's not that bad of an NXT name, to be honest with you. I don't think it fits think him. A, but I think it's a beautiful name. I think she's the prom queen of the the emo teen comedy I've been watching. <laughs> August Graham with their new album, "I Hate My Parents." <laughs> soon. Uh, yeah, it makes sense that Timmy Thatcher's been doing this every week. He's been stretching students and going, "Oh, just tap out when it hurts, mate. Just tap out." And they're tapping like this because anytime it hurts, you just tap away and I'll let go. And one of them's like, "I'm not. I'm not taking this." So. Going somewhere. And then Champa beat Velveteen Dream in the main event. Oh, boy. I've really got not much to say about that, but Champa's entrance gear, have you seen this? No. Right. Have it a belongs Google. in retribution. Have a, have, a little, have a little Google of Champa's new entrance gear right now, Matthew. Go on. Go on. Have a little... Go on. Oh, all right, then. Yay. It's bizarre. I don't know how else I'd just... Ross is... It's sort of retribution. Is it not a bit better than retributions? I, of course it's better than retributions. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, it's a similar flavour. It's like... The posh crisps in the island as the rather than as his own brand, which retribution a, are. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it looks like one of the dudes who gets killed in like the first thirty minutes of three hundred. <laughs> the immortals. We tested their name. <laughs> Good. I've seen three hundred. Never seen three hundred? No. Oh no, my no. god. This might be a, like a regional thing, regional thing, a, a generational thing, I should say, because the hype for this when it was coming out was crazy amongst my friends. No, I was I was old enough to see it, I think, or I was old enough to at least, one. I was old enough to at least get my hands on it myself, probably if right. I was too young. But I've never seen it. But I can't, I, I, that's one of these things I'm bragging about. Like, but I sound like me dad when he talks about on Twitter when he talks about he always saw King Crimson in Newcastle City Hall for a fiver in the seventies, but. When I saw 300 at the cinema, my God, what an experience. Me and my mates all walked there to see it. 
and it's about an hour, 10 minute walk back. And rather than get a, a bus or a taxi, we all just pal walked home. Mark was like, we're going to go to the gym every day. We're going to eat creatine. We're going to do steroids. This is going to be us. Lads. And this is, this is, the, 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 the power that film had watching a big screen that went nowhere if you watched it on like a VCD copy of your dad's mate on your four by three TV back at home, which everybody else did that I knew. So. I was anyway. going to say, when, just when you mentioned your dad seeing King Crimson there, is it true that Jimi Hendrix used to busk on Heaton Road? I was about to say, that's what, uh, Chillingham Road is what I'm Chilly told. Road. But maybe, same, maybe you're same, busking, you can go wherever you like. Similar but, roads. Yeah. Only but it's more. always crazy. My dad just, oh, I saw them and a little known band named Led Zeppelin was support. <laughs> um, for the price of a fiver, not only do you get admittance, but you got a, a big pasty in a brew. It's like, what the, What? There's a oh, big okay. story about how Oasis, when they were young, in, when they were first getting big, had a gig at the Riverside and had a fight with the crowd. <laughs> oh, right. I've not heard that. Yeah, apparently. Noel Gallagher's talked about it before. I oh. can't exactly remember the details, but it's Newcastle. I was reading one in, in the Chronicle the other day about when the Rolling Stones came to Newcastle uh, City Hall and some woman leapt on the stage and got like carried out, obviously, even back then. And uh, she replied in the comments section on Facebook, going, "That was me, you know." <laughs> <laughs> right, just this old woman now today, I hopping on the stage uh, trying to get a Mick Jagger. I've heard it. Just another one. I've heard a story about how the Cray twins came to Newcastle and was scared them off. Our gangsters bloody sent them Southerners back to East London. Apparently, anyway. <laughs> I've not heard that one. Oh, Sam's it's great. I'm going to do a lot Sam's of Google after this. Sam's told me this story before. Apparently, the Crays came up and was scared and went back down. Obviously, because uh, the gangsters, the gangster scene in Newcastle's rife. It's like, who was was it? Kieran Dyer back in the day used to get threatened by the, the gang, some gangster family in Newcastle. There's two gangster families. Should I even mention their names? I don't know. No, 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 no. We'll die. There'll be a horse's head in the boot of my car when I go down in yeah. the morning. Call them, okay, the, call them the uh, the McAfee's and the Culls. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if one of them actually was called that? Oh God, no! Yeah, you're probably. <laughs> It was sort of, you kind of got near it, but no, anyway. You know what? It was all good until we started naming names, but yeah. Uh, I hope I hope uh, Ethel posted the comments on that Grown Stones gig and get chucked out and just, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that was the week of wrestling because there's not been much. Uh, any of the thoughts there? Any of the comments? Any of the wrestling? No? Three, two, one. Next segment. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> <laughs> ah, now to have a little old rummage around our mailbag. Hope he's not manuring it. Uh, number one, hi team. Hello. Yo. First of all, wanted to share the effect of Ross's video with Tom has had on me. The amount of things that Ross has been through that I have also been through was astounding, and I thank you for sharing. No so problem. Take a bell, pal. Question Ross has shared his battle with mental health. Have the other members of the team struggled with this or had similar experiences? Thanks for everything, Rob. Bloody hell. Um, now, now I'm, so, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry for doing this, but I thought, well, might as, a, a, a big thing me and Tom got messaged about was how we sort of normalised the conversation of mental health. And if you don't want to, that's completely fine. But I thought, let's, why, not, why not continue it? Can okay. only be a good thing. I mean, you, that makes sense. Uh, do you want to say anything, Jack? I can, yeah. So I watched the video and related to certain, obviously didn't relate to all of it, related to certain parts of it and stuff. Mainly the stuff about, well, the mainly the stuff that we have in common, like being on YouTube and that and how that can have an effect. I think 
I've never been like, I've never got myself diagnosed with anything, but I describe myself sometimes as an anxious person. I don't want to call it anxiety because I don't officially know if it is or not, but there's definitely times when I think I I feel like I've suffered from it and it kind of comes and goes in waves. Um, And that's not just been because of this job. That was like, that's been since I was like a teenager probably. And then at uni, it got a bit better. I became more confident. And then I feel like this job sometimes has made it worse. Uh, and I find myself worrying about things quite a lot. But again, as I say, it's not constant in my life. It comes and goes in waves. Um, as I've sort of learned this and sort of accepted it, it has become easier to manage because I'm when you know when you're aware of it, then it's a lot easier to. So I think a couple of years ago, I did a tweet about it, um, and the response I got was uh, obviously not as big as Ross's response because it wasn't it wasn't as public a forum, but it was. Um, it was really nice to see that that also helped people relate to it. So, yeah, I don't know. I think without going into too much detail, I think a big part of it was the way that Cultaholic started gave me a very pessimistic and worrying attitude sometimes about things. I'd think if something good was coming, something bad was going to happen because this good thing is not going to happen without something bad coming along to maybe ruin it or make it more difficult. So I think certain similarities I've I've experienced with Ross but sometimes in a different way more on the anxiety side of thing I reckon um so yeah that's mine I don't really have anything profound or anything to say about it but just that if you're feeling similar it's normal and you can learn to manage it and it it gets all right I think I think I'm definitely in a better place now than I was you know a couple of years ago so yeah yeah thank you Jack for showing up that's all right it's cool uh I'll keep it brief because, uh, one, it's a lovely, funny podcast. And it's also weird, isn't it? We do a bit of the negative news at the start, and then it's like, oh, dear, Shevok, Kylie Ray. Anyway, fruit, fruit winders. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I know what you're talking about, normalizing stuff. You are quite right. With regards to myself, um, tell me mum watches, and I don't want her to be ringing me again about stuff, so I'll be nice. Um, one thing I've come to terms with this year is I've always had the Northeast attitude of – yeah, some bad stuff's happened to me and this has happened to me and this has affected me and this and this and this. But there's way worse off people than me. Who am I to complain? Which I think is very common. I think Ross can understand that mindset. Um, and it's only speaking with somebody fairly recently who was talking about things. Because a very spiritual friend I hang out with and I used to have walks in. It's the only bloody thing we can do right now. It's the past few months. And talking about stuff. And they made it realize, you know, the, the word trauma, I always took that word to mean something horrific happens to you. Like the worst thing, like if someone did something to you that caused trauma, then the other person be in prison type stuff. And it was only them saying, you know, that trauma can be anything. Trauma can be, you know, something that's affected you that may not be something that's uh, considered a major incident in real life. But if it's bothering you and affecting you, that still counts. There's a, there's a you know, there's, it's not a sliding scale of trauma. If it affects you, it's, it's trauma. So you're allowed to seek help for those things, even if you're able to do your everyday life. If there's stuff that's still bothering you years later, you can have a look at that. So I've been reading a book called uh, The Body Keeps the Score, um, basically about what, how, what the effects trauma has and how to deal with it. Because I try and be someone who, um, when it comes to mental health and physical health and illness, I don't necessarily want to know the complete ins and outs of it, and I don't want to complain. I want to know how to fix it so I can get better. And that's it. And this has been something I've been reading to keep me mentally stable, because there's lots of things wrong with us. There's lots of things things wrong with us that I can fix, and there's lots of things wrong uh, with me that um, will probably never be fixed. But I can deal with it. Like putting a bandage over a leak in a pipe, you're like, ah, I'll worry about it later. Um, but the important thing is, 
I am more sane now than I have been for some time by admitting I've got issues and looking to improve them. And I think the worst thing, as Ross has said, and it's fantastic that we're on the Colour Channel, we're able to talk about this stuff like it is normal. The worst thing you can do is ignore them or pretend they don't happen or just don't deal with it at all. That's not going to help you in any way. Even if you're only helping yourself a little bit and it's not solved in a day, um, you know, at least if you're making progress, it's better than nothing. So, yeah, you anyway, don't we'll move on. To, I was going to say, just on, uh, on the end of that, you don't have to like, it can seem like you need to make a massive change and stuff, but sometimes right. even a small change can have a big benefit, even talking to someone about it or acknowledging it or just anything. Sometimes it can have more of a, more of a positive effect than you'd imagine it would, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again, if people do want to talk about these type of things, I mean, our DMs are mostly open. Uh, we can tweet us and stuff like that and talk about it more long form. Absolutely, I've got no issues talking about it. But I think just keeping that little bridge person on this, us keeping this a little summary rather than going full depth on it is not supposed to show that it is a small thing for people. Yeah, yeah. It's just because it's on a podcast. Not few people understand that. But thank you for asking that question, Rob. And uh, yeah, we hope you're doing all right as well, Rob. Because mm. if you're not, it's all right to say so. And it's all right to ask and try and improve yourself. I'm sorry if that wasn't too eloquent, but I wasn't actually expecting it. Um, <laughs> question number two. Hello, lads. Hope you're all well and great to see Ross back. See, Thank you. I think we'll all agree with that. Uh, when are you getting him his cheesecake you get? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Thank you, Mafu, for inviting comments about PMA. Did I? I don't recall doing that, but uh, here's my two pence worth, as they say. During lockdown, it has been more difficult to maintain a PMA state. I was really fortunate at the beginning of lockdown to have discovered the teachings of Sadhguru, an amazing in... This is my mum, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I've just gone down the bottom. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I put the mail back together and then I was just scrolling through because someone forgot to put the name on an email. And I was like... I'm not saying mom's name on the podcast, but I, I recognise that name. Who, who is it? I was like, Wait, it, it's, it's, it's the only Mama Botch. <laughs> <laughs> the teachings of Sadhguru, an amazing Indian mystic slash guru. The things he talks about are relevant to our lives at the times we find themselves in right now. They are also nonsense, easy to understand, and highly amusing. Whether you like it or not, there is much more to us than our mind and body, but trying to find nourishment for the soul is not always easy. My question is, so what have you found to sustain your spirits throughout the lockdown? P.S. is if not if, sorry, if anyone is looking for a spiritual fix, do check out Sadhguru on the old YouTube. Thanks again for the consistently great content. Big Mama Botch. <laughs> again, I love you, Mum, and you do watch these things every week, and it's the closest we're getting to um hanging out, I guess, in the lockdown. Oh yeah, focus. And uh thank you. And that's nice and everything, but she has been trying to get me to join up uh to sad guru for the past few months because <laughs> she doesn't like the fact that I've got something else to make us feel better. So oh. um, I'm joking, of course. Mom. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I'm joking, Mom. I love you. I love you. Sad guru is, is my number one fan. You know what? It's, I love sad guru more than I love Walter. There you go. Um, um, but so yeah, the question is... It's a good if, question. You know, don't, don't encourage her. Um, okay. Have you found... What have you found to sustain your spirits through the lockdown? I think that's actually a good um. question, though, because um, there's... Obviously, different things for different people, different situations yeah. during this horrible period. So, what have you got, Jack? Let's keep you going. Um, just you know, like staying in contact with people. Obviously, not in person as much as I'd like to, but um, on, on apart from that, apart from the obvious stuff like seeing people and talking to them when you can and all that sort of thing, uh, I opened an account on Chess dot com, Matthew. 
Ooh. And uh, started playing. Thought I used to think I was good at chess when I was about eleven. Thought I was a little smart ass. Turns out when you're playing against people who know how to play chess, you're absolutely terrible, really <laughs> bad at chess. But it matches you up like it would on FIFA online or something. Matches you up with people of a skim- similar skill level. So I'm trying to increase my score gradually on the chess. But then it it's very very annoying. So I only usually play a few games and then I have to stop for a bit because it's people who are good at chess really impress me it's crazy how how much stuff you've got to think about at once so that's me chess and um what else reading as well a bit of reading about usually about football actually i've got in my football books recently there you go oh what type of football books i, I mentioned it on your botchamania uh, on episode with me in actually um oh yes he did oh yeah that was last week by the way yeah jackson mm, botchamania. thanks very much for having me on it was a bucket list thing. Yeah. Love it. But he's um, not being whipped by certain WCPW wrestlers for messing up the ring ropes. Yes, that's right. Um, the, it's called Fear and Loathing in La Liga. And it's Barcelona and Real Madrid and the history between not just the football teams, but the regions, the war gets a mention. Oh, it's like, it's really good. By Sid Lowe. Fantastic. Full of plugs. This episode of the mailbag. Coop uh, Chicken's helped a lot as well. Coop cool. Chicken. Good times. The... I think you said that chess because I was the nerdy kid at school. I realized I was nerdy, but I wasn't nerdy enough for the nerds. I wasn't cool enough for the cool people, or somewhere in between. In between um, us, yeah. And I realized though, but I do like chess. When I say I like chess, I mean I like reading about Kasparov versus Deep Blue. And that's just been a new two-hour YouTube documentary down the rabbit hole. I think it's called. Has it covered that? Where Mate, the computer finally beat the best chess player I've, in the world. I've just been telling people so few people on slack about this documentary i watched last weekend about the game go it's like a it's like a board game it's got like ancient east asian origins but it's still very popular in like china and south korea and stuff and there's a documentary i watched it's on youtube where they they face they build this computer to beat to try and beat the best go player as well oh, it's more recent a bit more modern but it's good I guess how we deal with people being good at stuff now. We see if we can make a robot or so, a computer that's so better than sinister, a human being. So sinister. We're done for. We are absolutely done for Yeah. when they take over. Absolutely. Uh, Ross, I know obviously you've gone into great detail on the episode already, but uh, what? Why don't you, for the people who can't be bothered watching an hour-long episode about the wonders of mental health, what has kept you gunning? Well, I made a mess of lockdown one. I lost a, a stone and a half at the start of the year, put all that back on. It's the important stuff for me, because I thought when I was away from work, I'd be my own lockdown in a way, because my girlfriend went back home, so I was on my own in my flat, and nutrition and walking. So I focused on like meal prep and stuff. That would take up some time and going for long walks, five miles at least, and then just putting a podcast on in my head, in my head, in my ears and my headphones. Uh, so yeah. Meal prep and walking, basically. That's what keeps me occupied and sane. It's yeah. interesting looking at macros I've found over the last few weeks. love looking at my macros now. Didn't oh, know what a macro okay. was about eight weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is how do like, you, how do you like use protein, them? protein, carbohydrates, yeah, fat, yeah, all that bollocks, <clears> yeah. Right. But then do you like coincide your walk with the macros you've just digested to get the most out of it or is it more end? often than not it's a, an early in the morning thing so I, I do I do wait is it classed as fasted cardio I guess it is when you, you, you get your heart rate up so I go out there I have a, a cold brew uh, black coffee so I don't break me fast I try to fast to midday now um, 
and then just go, go for me walk with uh, just some black coffee in me. I've got this Skull Crusher coffee, it's called. It's like, oh, rocket fuel. Like your lemon and mascarpone cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Sorry, I forgot all about that. Um, yeah, I'll go with the same thing. Uh, well, I've been miserable. It's taken me a while to realise, oh, I haven't like done anything physical for like two days. Probably a good idea to fix that. And it could be anything from going for a jog because I'm right near a big bit of green. So I can just use that to stay away from people whilst getting some exercise in. Um, at the stationary bike, so I can watch stuff like Monday Night Raw. And it's a joke and say, because if it was a bad one, I'd try and pedal to get away from it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, keep uh, doing meal prep, like Ross has said, that's helped us uh, keep sane, read more, like Jack has said. There's not been one consistent thing. It's just been keeping a structure. I'm someone who, if I don't have a plan for the day, like I've done the day beforehand or I wake up first thing, all right, I need to do this. I do struggle sometimes to get momentum. Um, and especially with lockdown where there's not many rules, you know, it's like a Lord of the Flies almost, but when it's just you're on an island with yourself, um, you end up just wasting it. Passed so away. If, yeah, that, yeah, why not? Why not think of another film where a person's <laughs> stuck on an island by himself? Um, so, yes. I think we answered some of them things. And hello, ma'am. I uh, hope you're doing well. <laughs> oh, realization I know you're doing well. Through. I speak to you every week. Sorry, it was a realisation halfway through and you were like, this is this is my man. <laughs> <laughs> Take some. It's me, Mafu. It was me. <laughs> Question number three. How do you do did Lorenos? I recently bought my, cop- my brother a copy of the January 1995 edition of WF Magazine as a Christmas present. Amongst the multiple fan letters calling out the editor... Vince Russo, for saying the one, two, three kid gets injured too much in the previous issue. There is also an interview with Paul Bearer. The interview gives a great insight into the personal life of The Undertaker as Bearer reveals the dead man didn't vote for Bill Clinton, is a strong sure. believer in the equal rights, and doesn't know who Howard Stern is. However, the, <laughs> however, the one uh, question Bearer says is too tough to answer is regarding The Undertaker's opinion on the O.J. Simpson case. <laughs> This made me wonder what <coughs> wrestling feuds slash storyline you would like to see settled in a court of law instead of in the ring. Thanks for all the amazing entertainment you provided this year and for introducing me to the riveting world of Tombola Bingo. Oh, God. Connor how, McGee. By the way, Thank you very much. How, Thank you, Connor. I was watching this Hell in a Smell and I saw the balance in the top corner. How has he got like £800 or whatever it is in there? Oh, it's referrals from people who've signed up. It's not real money. It's like credit. Oh, oh, so that's why he's doing it. He's not. No, it's he's a doing pyramid it. scheme. No, no, no. It's just that he's trying to fund his bingo habit without breaking into the company account. I think. <laughs> this is Hell in a Smell 3. Would you like a Fresno? Yeah. <laughs> it's a horrible Pachiti, by the way. Uh, so what wrestling feuds slash storyline would you like to see settled in a court of law instead of in the ring? I mean, my, mine's from the past. Because it can't happen now, but Ray versus Eddie and Dom. Get it out the wrestling ring. Get the get the nonsense of that uh, that contract match. Um, yeah, get that in the court of law. That's where it should have been all along. I misread this because I thought he wanted a wrestling. I know I've read it twice, but I thought he wanted a thing that happened in court to be settled in the ring instead. <laughs> oh, we can do that as well. Yeah, we can do that as well. I don't have anything for what wrestling feud should be settled in the court. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> well, in that case, I would, like, I would like making a murderer, Stephen Avery. <laughs> Get that in the wrestling ring. 
Oh, I hit him with the miscarriage of justice. Oh. What was his? What was his? Um, what's he? The guy that got the guy who liked wrestling. What was he called? That would be his dream. I've just realised. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's I forget all the names. Yeah, all I, know, all I know is that they're from the area that Ken Kennedy's from. Other Green Bay. Yeah, because he talked about yeah. it. It's like, oh, how, someone else. I'm like, oh, so I was like being from there. And he goes, yeah. He said something like it was a good, good summary of the place. <laughs> uh, what have you got, Jack? So for for wrestling story, I want to see settled in a court of law. I'd like to finally see the Undertaker brought to justice for entombing Paul Bearer in cement for winning the match, which still makes no sense to me because he had to do it if he lost, and he did it anyway. So I'd like to see that sorted out. And for the other way around, it's got to be Tiger King and all the legal battles that went on in Tiger King. And all the var- Let's have a Tiger King rumble with just all the main characters running out. The winner, I mean, it has to come down to Carl Baskin and Joe Exotic, doesn't it? That has to be the end. How did she do on Dancing with the Stars? I hadn't seen any of it. Oh. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't see I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. Just, it just makes you sick, doesn't it? It's like, oh, <laughs> you may have killed your husband on a popular show. Let's have you on dancing. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, bollocks. If they did it wrestling style, Alleg- you know who the last appearance is going to be? It's Carol Baskin's husband ripping off tiger guts and stuff. Like, I'm back. Like Dean Malenko taking his mask off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a court of law. Um, Seamus Del Rio... Uh, the good guy Seamus when he stole Del Rio's car but he was the good guy in the feud and then he knew he was supposed to be the good guy because Jerry Lawler going well what's Del Rio complaining about Seamus brought it back oh. just this awful storyline and Del Rio would have just had him banged up um, probably would have been safer than having him wrestle Del Rio uh, the other way around the role reversal one of my favourite stupid stories is there's a comedian called Gallagher you may remember him. He's, he's, he gets referenced and stuff all the time because he was the guy who had the. He would end the show with a hitting a watermelon with a hammer. Watermelon go everywhere. Apparently, and I think I'm abbreviating the story, but Gallagher was doing like big arenas at this point. Cause I, don't, I don't know why it was the '80s, and he realised he was actually losing out on some money by not doing these other venues that wanted him because he was too busy doing the big ones. So he got his brother, who looked a lot like him, and he taught him his act, and he just called him Gallagher too. So like how WF would have their A run with like Hogan on top and then they'd have the B shows with, you know, the tag team titles on the line and stuff like that. Gallagher too just did the, the, the colleges and stuff rather than the arenas. Until one day Gallagher too had the bright idea of ringing up those arenas that were booking Gallagher 1 and going, well, how much is he charging you? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, well, I'll do it for half that. And uh, just started taking his gigs and say Gallagher 2 is more places than Gallagher 1. <laughs> Gallagher 1 took Gallagher 2 to court uh, because he went, well, this is, this is bollocks. Um, and not only did he not win in court against Gallagher 2, but his entire family ended up siding with Gallagher 2 because <laughs> he, like, he was right. I and I thought that was a... more pro-wrestling than pro-wrestling. That should have been settled in the ring for the rights for the Gallagher name. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like La Parker. It's like one of them. Right. <laughs> LA Park you... versus Le Gallagher. I thought you were going to say that Gallagher won had to give up the Gallagher surname and just be L.A. Gal. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So that should have taken place in a wrestling ring for sure. Yeah. That was That's definitely a mailbag full of positive mental energy, some Gallagher 2 stories, and my mum. If you have any of these topics to discuss next week, apart from one of them, uh, you can, of course, send your thoughts, your queries, 
and everything else that's on your mind to mailbag at cultaholic.com. And now it's time for the segment, so good, they named the sweetie after it, and it ran off with Jack's last. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> wow. Hey, lads. With it being Survivor Series time of year and the cliche of the battle for brand supremacy, I thought of a spin on Reese's Pieces that I hope you guys would like. I'll list some wrestlers below, and you need to choose what WWE brand, NXT included, you associate with them the most. Okay. Interesting bunch of wrestlers on this list, so we'll go as usual. Uh, Ross Jack Mafu. Fastest thought first, The Rock. Smackdown for me. Smackdown. Smackdown. Watch it on Sky One in the year 2000. Like me and Tom are doing on the Coldholic podcast app. Uh, so called Steve Austin. Raw. 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 Triple H. Smackdown. Raw. I'll go with Raw. Uh, Triple H. What? Just did that one. So I'm getting confused actually by some of these questions because they're all like main WWE. Anyway, uh, Undertaker. Wait, what was the one? Why were there why two you... Triple H's? Because I'd read the same one twice. Cause oh, I was... right, right, <laughs> right. I was having a thought and then I read the same one twice and I thought I'd say something to cover up the fact that I said Triple H twice. Nice. Smackdown Triple H. For the... Smackdown for The Undertaker. Yeah, Smackdown for The Undertaker for me. Yeah, I'll say Smackdown for The Undertaker. HBK. Yeah. Triple H's I try to do it. Yeah, roll, roll for me. Roll. John Cena. Smackdown. Ooh. Although I can see why people might think roll. Smackdown, but it's close. Uh, roll. Mm. Brock Lesnar. Smackdown. Oh, yeah. He started off. Yeah, Smackdown. Yeah, Smackdown. Randy Orton. <laughs> Raw. Oh, he's better than me at that. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll go for SmackDown because didn't he used to just kill it for SmackDown every Survivor Series or one Survivor Series? It, yes, because he did that for the 2005. Yes, um, where he holds him, he's getting held up by the and then crew. Take, yes, have you seen that? Because I did a little video bit, but I forgot the SmackDown crew that hadn't wrestled earlier on the show, so it wouldn't make mess of the storylines the crew that comes out to show the support for Randy Orton Scotty Too Hotty the dicks I think <laughs> Paul Burchill's there it's just like Randy Black can you, can you get off us just get away from us <laughs> like Pacini seeing uh, your mate that thing. Uh, the New Day Smackdown Smackdown yeah I think had more success on Smackdown AJ Styles oh okay that's a good one Oh, not like it's a house. It's back down. AJ is back. Smackdown. <laughs> back the house that AJ Styles built. Suddenly he's Jimmy from South Park. Uh, what a great audience. If I'm not allowed to go for Impact, then I'll go for Smackdown. Yeah. Was he on Raw when he had the feud with Cena? No. No, that was Smackdown. Smackdown. He was on the Raw tra- when he had Jericho, wasn't he? At mm. the start. I wasn't even the brand. There wasn't a brand extension back then, was it? Yeah, I think that was just the same brand. In that case, SmackDown. Kevin Owens. Raw. Raw. <laughs> it's a hard. It's a hard one. He did this whole SmackDown Sorry. political gimmick for a little bit, didn't he? Yeah. Take Jack. What does a dinosaur 
No. <laughs> um, well, the choices are SmackDown, the never-ending feud with Shane McMahon, or winning oh. the Universal title, so Tard. Tard, I know, but I'm going to go with... Roar. Finn Balor. Raw. NXT. Yeah, NXT. Oh, well, I'll pick NXT. NXT. Uh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot <laughs> we do NXT as well. Roman Reigns. Smack diddly down. Smackdown. Definitely Smackdown 2020. Seth Rollins. Rower. Raw. <laughs> Becky Lynch. Ooh. Oh. Smackdown. Yeah, she, she had both the belts. Uh, Smackdown as well. Oh, she was on SmackDown when she... That was she was going the on. first ever SmackDown Women's Champion, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't... I don't think that was anywhere near the success that she had when she was headlining Mania. Was she on SmackDown then? She was... She, yeah, I remember, you remember in the blue SmackDown shirt with the blood? Oh, was it? Yeah, because it was during the... Yeah, Survivor that's the Series, Survivor series yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's right. In that case, yeah, that's got to be SmackDown. Mm. Charlotte Flair. Oh, Roll. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. NXT. He's done it. Uh, yeah, she wasn't overexposed like she was main roster. I'll say that. Yeah, it's easier. The Miz. Christ, what do you pick for him? He gets swapped every single time, didn't he? But uh, yeah. I'll go for I'll go for Raw for his um, early, well, late seventeen, early eighteen run when he was getting cheered over Roman Reigns. Remember those days? <laughs> yeah, I'll go for. Raw, was he? Was he on Raw when he was the champion? But was there no brand split then? No, the world champion, the WWE champion. It happened on there Raw. Was, there was, yeah, the, the cashing happened on Raw, so I associate him with Raw. I think. Yeah. Uh, ECW on Sci-Fi. Ah, I can pick that because that's when he made. That's when he became the Miz, basically. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Smackdown for me, going back to two thousand and two. Yeah, Smackdown. He's yeah. in SmackDown 6, isn't he? Yeah, Smack Diddly Own. Thanks for all your great content and a special shout out to Ross for his video with Tom earlier. Oh, you can get an ego this week, aren't you, mate? <laughs> uh, it takes a massive effort to be so vulnerable with the world and you should be tremendously proud of yourself for shining a light on such a difficult topic. Oh, very nice. Oh, good, we've got no recent pieces. I thought that was a bit anticlimactic, to be honest with you. Um, oh, <laughs> poor guy. Well, thank Just you, Josh, from Bandingo, piece. Australia. Uh, greetings, Josh. lads. Thank you, Josh, week. for all your kind words. <laughs> yes, thank you. Haven't... I that was a crap Reese's piece, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen all the Reese's pieces. No, it was a good one. It's just there wasn't it wasn't much first to say. So that was yeah. a nice idea. No, okay, you're right. I'm being a bit of a dick there. Um, you guys have come up with great variations on Reese's pieces, and thank you very much, Josh. Ignore me. What's that quote crap. off a football game? It's like, nice idea. Shame about the execution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to bend that past the four punt. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. All sizzle, near steak. Uh, haven't seen all the Reese's pieces, but I don't think this has been done. Ooh. Kiss, marry, kill. Wrestling oh. edition. A bloody classic. Here we go. Uh, fingers on the buzzers. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, John Moxley. Uh, I would kill Rollins, I would kiss Reigns, and I would marry Moxley. I'm exactly the same. Kill Seth. I'm going to kill them once, Connor. Uh, marry Roman. Because he's head of the table. And kiss John Moxley. Oh, yeah, he's head of the table. Oh. 
because they think of man. Yeah. Renee seems Tony to be so be. happy though all the time. She does. She does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not after we've barged in, all three of us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey. Oh, for f- oh dear God. Um, oh, where the hell do you start with this one? Becky Charlotte, who? Becky Charlotte Bailey. Mm-hmm. Marry Becky. Kill Bailey because she's a professional wrestling heel and have a good old smooch with Charlotte Flair. It's not oh, as funny when it's, not as funny when it's, say, actually, yeah. when it's actually women, is it? It's a bit weirder when it's actually... Yeah. yeah. We are those lads on YouTube now doing this. Um, You've always been those lads on YouTube. This isn't just new with this Reese's Pieces, Matthew. You're part but, of Cultaholic. That's what we do. Yeah, but people have realised this now after these bloody questions. Um... <laughs> I uh, come on, I'm still thinking I'd out loud. Marry Becky because she's cool, uh, and her and Seth seem happy, don't they? So that's that's a nice one. Um, <clears throat> I'd kill Charlotte because she healed it up once when I was interviewing her, and it made me uncomfortable and sad. And uh, <laughs> what did she do? Oh, we're on the back of the bus in London, <laughs> and it's her and Andrade, and she's just like in the interview. If I asked her a question or whatever, she'd take the mic from me really slowly, like. Because Andrade's in between us, and she'd just slowly, like, as if it was my fault, she'd glance at me, like, what are you doing? And, like, take the mic really slowly, as if I'd inconvenienced her a lot. And just the whole interview, she was being a heel, but I couldn't, I wasn't mentally equipped to deal with that. But Andrade, lovely, smelled fantastic. What a man. Did you ask him what scent? No, I didn't. I was cacking my pants, Ross. (laughs) I reckon he's a Paco Rabanne or a Hugo Boss man. I reckon one of those two. Fair. Yeah. What, what, would you, what would you say? What would you bank on him wearing? Paul, Paul Smith. No, he's not Paul Smith, man, is he? That's completely nah, irrelevant. That's he's completely too classy wrong. for Paul Smith. Uh, no, I, will. I like a bit of Paul. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then kill, uh, kiss Bailey, because just process of elimination, I guess. Hmm. I reckon he's got a bit of links Mexico me. Um, oh my God. What? I'm gonna... <laughs> what the hell have you done? <laughs> what, what is this like, then? Is that bad? Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway... Also come with us. Uh, probably marry Charlotte because um, we have. You'd be a flair. Because we uh, we have mocking Jack to keep us uh, keep relationship afloat. <laughs> um, I think I'd kiss Bailey because I know that I couldn't kill Becky, so it'd be okay. all right. Fair. Uh, let's move on quickly. Never speak of that again. Xavier Woods, Biggie, and Kofi. It's this all right. This is more like lads. it. Yeah, marry marry Biggie straight away. I would. Ooh. Oh, right then. <laughs> this is a tough one. This is a tough. I'd marry Biggie. That is beyond any question. I would then have to have a smooch with Kofi and kill Xavier. And I'd, uh, I don't know why. I've got no nice. reasons. I just know I'd marry Biggie. The other, the other one's a toss up, to be fair. I would marry kofi because he's a family man you know his kids are always having a great time aren't they remember the hall of fame when they were dancing in front of the camera and they would go to brian that was a great little bit that um i would kiss woods because if i married or killed him matthew would be devastated (laughs) and i'd then have to kill biggie unfortunately but then ross would be devastated oh god it's all right you like matthew more than you do me it's fine whoa that was not my (laughs) indication at all but he did one of these with me, like. But he did recently get me on popular video series Botchamania. So for know. now, he's shot into the lead. I'm, I'm doing a Tony Khan, as you'd say. <laughs> uh, 
We should do this with a colaholic, like as Pachiti, Sam, and Owen. We've done it before on video, I'm we? pretty certain. I'm, I'm fairly certain we've done it before. But that'd be great because then there's all the tension when you say, oh, well, I'd I'd kiss them, and they're there, and they go, would you? And it's like, what is this? Whatever. Are you trying to I think I'm shipping new... me and the other colaholic. Yeah. This is just... just... <laughs> They won't have of... locked down and I'm already, you know, horny on main. I can't um, wait for another wave of fan fiction, this time from Mochabania, and just see who's who's this mysterious Mochabania writing all of this <laughs> fan Oh, sorry, it's one of those Mochabania clones. There's so many of them. Um, oof. Well, I, I have to marry Xavier Woods because, oh. you know, look at him. Um, oh, they're all so good. Um, <laughs> oh, this is this is like the hardest question I've ever had on this. They're Big E or so Kofi? Good. Oh, that was Eddie Kingston hey. levels of emotion in that. Brilliant. <laughs> oh. Kiss Kofi. Okay. Kofi. How could you do that? That's oh, worse. Know, that's mate. worse than saying you'd do something bad to Volta's dog. <laughs> yeah, right. It's exactly the same as that. Oh, this is awful. Uh, John Cena, Triple H, or Undertaker. Uh, I'd get rid of Undertaker because he's already dead. I would then marry, <laughs> marry, mar- oh, marry Triple H. Got to get in that McMahon, that McMahon money because uh, Cena's is less guaranteed. I guess you know the the, the actor might go one way or the other. You never know. <laughs> so let's smooch with John. That's my answer as well. That that, that combination of answers. Aye, the same. Big kiss, John. As they call him. <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, or Bret Hart. Oh, I'd marry Brett. I've got uh, over the past year or so, I've, I've found a new appreciation for Brett. I reckon being married to Brett's a right hoot. It's not going to be domestic um, bliss, is it? Really, to be honest with Brett, just <laughs> be getting pissed twenty four seven, wouldn't you? No, um. <laughs> I, I really doubt. I think it would be a horrible, crushing existence. <laughs> um, then I would. What was he there? Flair and who? Sorry, Sean. Sean mm. Flair Michaels. Um, is this prime? Christ. Is this prime? Them or current them? This is yesterday. I would, I would, uh. I would smooch the nature boy because then you could just tell your family. You know, I, once I, I smooch Ric Flair because like I had a, a friend who, when I was young, and his mom, even though I was in like year five, Boomtown Rats came on the radio and she was like, "I kissed Bob Geldof when I was seventeen, <laughs> You know, it could be like that. Oh. Even though I'm in year five and got no idea who the hell the Boomtown Rats are, <laughs> oh, I kissed Bob Geldof. Um, was, it, and yeah. was it on a mon- was it on a Monday? Hey. Hey. And then I'd get rid of Shawn Michaels. Um, I would, if it's current, then I'd kiss Bret Hart because he's aged the best. I'd marry. Oh man, you're just going to be another in a long line of spouses for Ric Flair. So I'd marry Shawn and kill Ric Flair. And as I aimed my gun at him, I'd say, "I'm sorry, I love you." And oh, then I was going to say that. Damn it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'd kill Flair and I'd go, this is for Sting. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't my first answer, but I had to change it. Yeah. And uh Yeah, probably um kiss Michaels so I could marry Brett. Okay. Because me and Brett would both be able to discuss our favourite topic, which is Brett Hart all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you heard the story that we brought before, Scott Hall was like at Brett Hart's house or his mansion yeah. wherever he lives and was like, I'm just gonna go use the toilet, Brett. He goes, Alright, Chico. And he goes and he's like, there's pictures of Brett in every single room of this house. <laughs> it's just Brett Hart everywhere. Looks up at the ceiling, there's like a Bret Hart wallpaper or something. He's like, oh, okay. So just saying. And I'd be all right with that. Um, hmm. 
It's not these women. Be awkward. Michael Cole, Jim Ross, or oh, Jerry skipped, Lawler. Skip the women again. Yeah. Fair enough, really. Michael Cole, Jim Ross, and who? <laughs> Jerry Lawler. I'll get rid of Lawler. <laughs> Smooch Michael Cole, and then get married to good old John. Live happily ever after with a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the same because originally I was going to go kill Lawler, marry Cole, and kiss JR but I've realised that life with Cole I don't think you get a moment's peace he'd constantly be like oh my god you know I just don't he'd never be he'd there be. would he he's at, he's at every bloody show he's backstage at NXT uh, he'd be on your own yeah marry Jim marry Jim <laughs> but with Jim you've got to keep an eye on him because he's so Aye. horny <laughs> whereas as far as I can tell Michael Cole's a sterile man with no <laughs> genitalia <laughs> he was made in a lab so I don't know Really, what's going oh. on? You know, I keep I'd marry Michael Cole because he's me making the most mundane of wrestling sound exciting for decades. So, I'd be like, exciting. my God, look at him! He's putting the shopping back in the proper drawers. Yeah, <laughs> get excited! Um, and I'd probably kill Jim Ross, uh, just to see if you put him on commentary and see if anyone would notice a difference. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Uh... Did you see the thing that Clive Tilsley did over lockdown when he was commentating his wife making like the dinner or yeah. whatever? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of believe ITV let him go. That's a travesty. I'm not a huge fan of Clive. I love a bit of Clive, me. Uh, I'm trying to think which commentators I do like. Jonathan Pierce for the Robot Wars. What's the guy? His name's gone from my mind. He's been on. He's been around for about twenty years, but he never gets hired by any of the big lads, and he's always very romantic and very poetic in what he says. Guy Mowbray. Not Guy Mowbray, he's BBC's number one guy. I'm forgetting his name, I'm going to have to search it later on. It's not <sighs> interesting on this wrestling podcast. <laughs> you don't think there's Sid Waddle? Waddell? Not, not oh, Sid Waddell. From the darts? Yeah. Nah, I'm not thinking of Sid Waddell. Uh, R.I.P. There's a there's a one who does the Spanish football for the American channel, it's called Ray Hudson, I think. And he's oh, there's yeah. compilations of him on YouTube because he loves Messi and Ronaldo and that, and he'll just be like, Magical! What a goal! He's a Geordie, it's so good. <laughs> With his wand of a left foot, and then you've got <laughs> the the Michael Cole guy being like, "Oh, oh, a great pass there under the area," but and he just goes, "Ah!" It's just in the background, <laughs> losing his mind. It's so good. Uh, the atmosphere is so tense. If Elvis walked in with a portion of chips, you could hear the vinegar sizzle on him. Is that is that one of his? That's a Sid Waddle. Oh, Sid Waddle. I don't want to say it in the northeast. Plogies. He's very similar to Sid Waddle in his yeah. Peter G- Peter Drury is who I'm thinking of. Peter what a, Drury. What a commentator he is. Mm. Lovely. Uh, I'll do more one, one more of these than Proverbs Misery. Uh, we've got Vincent Mann, Eric Bischoff, one, and Tony oh. Khan, but there's, we all know what we're going to do with Tony Khan there, don't we? Can't I mean, we're, we're already shagging him. He's already got his back over. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go with uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, and probably had Triple H. We'll have him twice. No, we'll have Braun Strowman, Big Show, Andre the Giant. Oh, wow. Uh I get rid of Braun because he's the le- the least of a, the the big names. He's the, the the least iconic of the three. Then I would. Oh, I'd marry Andre because he had that massive ranch, didn't he? And then I'd I'd, I'd neck on with a big show. I'd marry. Oh, I'd kiss Strowman because he seems like a bit of a cheeky fella, doesn't he? Uh, I would. Oh, I'd have to kill Andre, but. He's already dead, so I don't know if that counts. No, he's got to be alive for the purposes of this, doesn't he? 
I've got. I'm going to have to kill an icon. Okay, I've killed Andre the Giant, and I'll marry the Big Show. Because if you've seen his Netflix series, life's just a party. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll do a Hogan at WrestleMania three and kill Andre the Giant with my body slam, and his heart stops seconds later, according to him. Um, yeah, marry Big Show because what a fun-loving dude he does. I mean, we all saw the Big Show show. Hello, I'm Elton John. Yeah, classic stuff. And, they've cancelled uh, season two. There's no, yeah, not going to be a yeah, season so, two. So he can't go, goodbye, I'm Elton John. Um, and then you'll probably kiss Braun on his big, baldy heed. <laughs> Thanks for playing, lads. Keep up the fantastic work. Love you, bye. Jade Ferrier. Love Thank you, you bye. Much, Jade. We were all doing so well with our mental health and being positive, being positive until that Reese's Pieces. Thank you very much. Now about to kill and uh, our idols, we're doing great. But we hope you can do great as well by sending us your delicious Reese's Pieces by sending them straight to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. It is the day of the fireworks, so... The day of the fireworks. <laughs> For it is the day <laughs> of the fireworks. Yeah, just, just in case you're listening, you can hear some, some <laughs> explosion noise in the background. It is the 5th of November, yeah. so there are fireworks happening just outside me flat. Which you there, you there, boy, boy, yes, you. <laughs> what day is it? Why, it is fireworks day. So fireworks day, I didn't sleep through it. Oh, the spirits. Oh, the anyway, uh, wow, what a big podcast. Uh, <laughs> What do you call, what do you call well. the opposite of a female knife? Female knife. A female knife. Male guy, knife. Guy Fawkes. Right, anyway, um, I'm going to cry. I don't know what I've done. I just came up with it there, by the, the way. The fireworks I mean, sound like applause for Jack's joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Guy Fawkes. We get it's, it. a, it's a massive fall from grace after that bag story a couple of weeks ago, isn't it? Never mind. Bag story. The bag story that I swindled you and Pachiti with. Rizzle razzled you all over the shop. Oh, that one. I yeah. thought you meant the one about um we discussed the first time we discovered <laughs> Oh no, that not that yeah. story, no. First time we discovered what? We told um, stories all of we us told this last about, week, yeah. about the week before, about our earliest sexual uh Oh, so, when he got horrified by the concept of ejaculation. Oh, yeah. And then he had a panic attack. Matthew thought he'd broken his dick. And Pachiti, Pachiti used a vibrating massage chair or something? I used that. A, a dramatic pause there between vibrating and massage chair. That's good. But it's mostly <laughs> because I was remembering Pachiti. I don't care about uh, you, your experience, whatever I say. My takeaway. <laughs> Just wait right My there. takeaway, no way. My thing was Pachiti learned <laughs> the wonders of the human body by watching a video pushed in by his teachers about a, a robot who was horny. Yes, we did mention that last week. Sorry, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big question. What's the horniest robot you've ever encountered? <laughs> Mine's Hi, Matilda I'm Dean from Blue. Wars. <laughs> you may remember me from such chess matches as Kasparov 1 and Kasparov 2. And I'm here to tell you about the wonders of the penis. Oh, it's fantastic, mate. Had no effect on young Pachidi whatsoever. If you don't believe us, please check out Helena Smell 3, 24 hours of poo. <laughs> anyway, the big question, kicking and screaming, is what is going to be the best match at AW Full Gear this Saturday? On um, uh, fight.tv? Tell I you haven't what, checked, but last time it was cheaper on that than it was any other way. Tell you though. what, Tony's already paid us. You don't need a plug this week. Um, 
there's a lot of options, isn't there, this time, for what the best match is going to be? There absolutely is, Jack. Would you like me to read them to you? All the matches that are announced, according to our friends at Wikipedia. Yeah. (laughs) Hangman, Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in the World Championship Eliminator Tournament final match with the winner getting an AW title shot. Cody Rhodes taking on Darby Allen for the AW TNT title. Yeah. Are we going to do the noises again? We often do the noises when you've gone through them. All right, let's start again. We'll have to do the noises. Page versus Omega. Oh Mm. my God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. (laughs) FTR versus the Young Bucks. Oh, fuck, yeah. (laughs) People are listening to this who live with their parents. It's going to be absolutely appalling. I'm more concerned about my (laughs) neighbours. There's lots of banging going on. Says, yeah, there's fireworks too. <laughs> John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. I quit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do I join in with this? I can't Pro- live up to this. Proper gritty. Whoa. Yeah, that's gonna, that could be one. I'll just say that. That could be one, yeah. Stroke, stroke your legs like Mick Reeves. <laughs> Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion. No. Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. Get out. <laughs> Not a big fan of Shida, sadly. Yeah. Jericho versus MJF. Uh, yeah. yeah. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. <laughs> no. And Serena Deeb versus Alison Kay. Mm. That's an intriguing one, like. Mm. That wasn't so much a noise, it was mm. just a sentence, but it is intriguing. Mo- hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Matthew? Kick us off. Which one? The one I'm looking forward to the most, just because the investment I've had in him over the years and loving his work and the fact that he's going to kill us, if I don't say it, it has to be Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley with Eddie Kingston winning. Ooh. It's the only way I say it, Gun. John Moxley's had the title, he's had, he did a good job, he's had it for long enough. Go push it to someone else. Why not Eddie? I mean, I agree, and we know that rosters already, but I I can't see it. You know, oh. I just don't think they would. I want him to with all my heart, but I don't know. Just hit my shocking. ankle on the table, and I've had to no sell it. That really hurt. Oh, it's shocking that, isn't it? It's right on the little bone of the ankle, the little lump. It's all stare at Jack. No, I'm all right. Fireworks. I can hear them too. <laughs> Went very Harry Potter there. Ron, Ron! <laughs> <laughs> Ross, your thoughts on that match? Um, yes, uh, Eddie versus John is the one I'm most invested in. Just under that is Kenny versus um, Adam, to give him his first name. Um, but I think the match of the night will be the tag team match. I think just going off the Preston set by AEW so far in tag team wrestling. I mean, will it be the best one of the year so far? If it is, we're in for a bloody treat. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be the, the match of the night will be the tag team match. That's a good thing you've just brought up then. What so far without this dream match of all matches gonna happen, what is what is the the tag match? Oh wait, no, it's the Young Bucks versus Omega Page, isn't it? Silly. Aye, that's that, was, one. that was a very silly segue, wasn't it? That's all right. Yes it was. <laughs> uh, but Jack, what do you think is gonna be the best match out of all the ones we've just brought up then? Well happily for the thumbnail purposes, I've actually got a, a different one to the other two that you've said, so that's wonderful. Um, I'm going to go for... I was going to go for the one that Ross went for, the tag match, or the one you went for, but I feel like 
specifically in the tag match, there's a chance that they could try and do too much, try and be too clever, when they should really just go out and have a banger of a match. So on the slim chance that they kind of mess it up by trying to do too much, I'm going to go for Hangman and Omega. The build-up's been brilliant. I don't think we mentioned the video package with Cinderella's Don't Know What You've Got Till It's Gone on this week's Dynamite, but that was... I was weeping watching it like a pig. (laughs) No, it was just very, very funny, but good as well. And um, I just think it'll be really, really good. The only thing maybe stopping it from being match of the night for me is the other good matches on the card and the chance of a screwy finish and Kenny will just go full, full heel. But I don't know. So we've gone for three different ones. That's Mm. good, isn't it? Do you think when he has the dance of women at the start, they're all going to be like Adam Page and have like shades and a drink? (laughs) <laughs> yes, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, I think that match should be good, and it's those two matches you discussed there, and maybe Cody as well. I guess it's going to see less about the match itself, but what's going to happen in the finish. Are they all going to go, as we say on the show, full diddler? Oh, you know, and go that way, or it's just be a load of teasing over nothing. Only one way to find out, Ross, Matthew. I've oh, said yeah. my bit. I've got nothing else, else to say. Do you, do you re- I just want to throw something out there. Do you reckon MJF versus Le Champion will be like shades of Shawn Michaels versus Triple H for the European title on Raw? Because I reckon there's a chance. No. All right, then. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jericho, let Jericho lying down for MJF. Potentially. Not if we attacked him on uh, Dynamite. That would be very odd. It's a ruse. A ruse. A ruse. Oh, nay. <laughs> Good know, morning. <laughs> oh, no, okay. <sighs> that used to be a thing on this podcast, didn't it? I was just, I just realised, yeah, 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 it did. Used to. I don't know why we stopped mentioning yeah, why, it. Yeah. Why we stopped doing racist accents of every country under the sun? I don't know. Oh, why. yeah. <laughs> we moved on to, you know, our own country instead. Yeah, different regions. That's, that's yeah. better. Yeah. That's right. Uh, one thing, as well, it's, a, it's not as it's not as one of the biggest things on the show or anything, but do you think, because Team Taz have insinuated they're going to turn up, yeah. Where I mean, it's probably going to be during or after the TNT title match, I think, but what do you think? I can see uh, them doing stuff after Moxie Kingston, or they cost Moxie the title, and that's how he loses but saves. Lads, Moxie's not losing the title. I don't know why we're both... Look, yeah, I like I've Moxie got... as well. I, I'm the one who said he wants to uh, marry him. <laughs> on kiss, marry, kill. Like you, you wanted to do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm married to the man, but I've got to say, like, if, if if there was a punishment this weekend on the things, I'd have picked Moxley. But since there's not one, that's why I went for Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's gonna. How is he? Gonna, that's a question. How is he gonna quit? How is the lose? How is the loser of this match gonna quit? Because it's Moxley and Kingston. They don't quit. Uh, Brian Cage will hit him with a bottle of pre-workout when the referee's not looking. Which the one? But- of them? The butcher will get a knife and just gone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll. Do you know Walter's dog? <gasps> oh, hang on. Oh, this is just wild speculation. It's not going to happen. But oh, go on, Jack. Well, Renee's left, hasn't she? <gasps> what yes. if he's kidnapped Renee? <laughs> and Moxie has to say, "I quit to save Renee." That would be drama. That would be huge. What, like Jimmy and Jay? That's how the cell. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking more like more like Edge and Bearer, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Oh. Like, He's tied into a chair. He's going to push her off the Jacksonville Tron or whatever. Moxie has to say, well, I quit then. Oh, yeah, I want it now. <laughs> what has wrestling done to your poor <laughs> Watch this to be the exact thing that happens. Um, the important thing is, 
with a lockdown, uh, will you people be watching this live? Yes. So what's going to happen is myself and... Oh, you mean us personally, or do you mean in, in the place? I realized I said people. I thought it was a really weird. Yeah, you guys. My, my friends, I should have said. So... Sorry. Adam's taken some time off this weekend because he's been knackering his body doing silly things like coffin dropping into manure. So it's going to be me and Owen, uh, one of our editors and my flatmate, as it turns out. And uh, he does Twitch streams with me every Wednesday from six. So a few people might be familiar with him, but we're going to be doing a stream on YouTube for the show on Saturday night. Don't know yet whether it's going to start uh, at the pre-show or the main show, but we'll work it out and we'll get it all We'll get all the info posted about so everyone knows when they when to join us. I think it's youtube.com forward slash cultaholic forward slash live. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. yeah I thought, oh, that. I don't know. You could do it like that. I thought you'd have to wait for it to pop up in the uh, subscription. You can do that or you can... Well, oh. if there's nothing that's been scheduled, I'm guessing it'll just take you to a blank page. But yeah. once it has been scheduled, that's where you'll find it probably. Oh, thank you, Jack. I didn't realize that's that. It's all right, mate. And uh, other than that, are there any other things you'd like to plug? That beautiful segue I just did. Like chick coop chicken. You know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get that probably for my watching of AW Full Gear after you said it so many times. Ah, just chicken. have a second just to smell <laughs> the succulent <laughs> smells of wood fried chicken. What what, what 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 flavor do you go for when you go? I've I've become rather accustomed to the chili after after having the house for so long. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some after this podcast because I'm. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Um, So what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to brave the buffalo ones. I think I've never gone for it before. Going to go for the hot sauce. Aye. Aye. See, I'm not a hot wings fan. Spicy, I mean. So I just go for the... um, Hoose. Yeah. And the one after... Actually, I've forgotten what they're called now. Is this still uh, open? Have we gone... Hang on. This is important. It's not really, but... uh, I'm sure it shuts at like nine. Okay. <laughs> if that's the case, then we're in the clear. This has turned into a brilliant advert. You can continue wrapping nice. up, by the way. I'm just checking. Yeah, no worries. Uh, apart from Coop Chicken, Ross, and obviously the wonderful video that we've said many times about you and Tom, is there anything else that's on the channel this week you'd like to plug? Hey, I'll be on here on Sunday. I'll be watching uh, Full Gear on Sunday morning from the office and doing WTF moments. And then, fingers crossed, I'm not going to jinx it. Um, Straight to Hells with Rocky Romero and then Gallows and Anderson will go live on Monday and Wednesday respectively, although I am filming those tomorrow. So just in case something goes wrong, they might not happen as well. <laughs> but they are scheduled and booked in, so yeah. Monday and Wednesday for them. And I, I need, to, I need to shout out a guy called uh, Paul Brailsford just before I go, who sent me a 12-minute video. I've got his name written on my arm just in case I forget. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a 12-minute video just saying how that video was nice and he said some nice things. So that's yeah. the only email I've opened in my email box so far. So Paul Brailsford. It was a, I think it was Macedonia he lives in, but he's from Liverpool. And he's still oh! there. Terrible tale. Had you, not, had you not met him? Or you weren't coming to WCPW shows after by this point? No, I stopped. Oh, he's um, he's he's Scouse lad. Man. Yeah, he's Scouse. Yeah. Yes, I've got him on Facebook. Yeah, he was the um, he was when someone got injured, but it was a worked injury. We put a couple of lads backstage in high vis and sent them out, and he was one of them. He was one of the, the medical team. Ah. He uh, he would help out backstage and stuff. Ah. Usually in Ma- in Manchester because he's from Liverpool. But yeah, nice man. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. Uh. Before going to the plugs, yeah, I'll say something for 
uh, there's been lots of nice people showing up on the Twitch streams that are now recognizing the names of. I hope to see them on Saturday at 6 p.m. UK time. I'm realizing now, wait a minute, what time does the Full Gear pre-show start? Oh, not that. It won't be. It'll be much later than that. Yeah. But then I'll have to stop. America's clocks changed last weekend, didn't it? So it'll be back to 12 and 1, won't it? Maybe? Yeah, Yeah, you'll have time, surely. Mm. Well, I'll go on for as long as I jolly well please. Uh, No, I won't. So you don't want to conflict. You can't mix the streams if Ghostbusters taught us anything. But I'd like to shout out uh, to Matt McKnight, one of the loyal, cool, cool people who is on Twitter at the minute. He's been saying very positive things. He used to be somebody who's delving headfirst into the pool of PMA by keeping himself motivated and happy, doing wonderful illustrations, and just being a general happy person. So I thought I'd say something. Because there's so many cool people and fans. It sounds like I'm like saying it because I'm being paid to say it or something, like I'm a crazy person. But no, there are a lot of really cool people who watch these things. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, they re-message you and say how you doing and stuff like that. So shout-outs to him. And obviously Stephen Scodes, but he knows we all love him because he's everywhere. Steven. Yeah. Big uh, apart Steve. From that, yeah, and, and from lads, that, lads, happy three-year cultaholic anniversary as well. Is it really? Aye, Today, aye. it is. Yeah, none of oh. us realised. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you can tell we're planned for this because <clears throat> yeah. we haven't got one thing at the very end of this podcast. So, I mean, uh, it's been a year yeah. since that bloody party popper thing. Oh wow! I thought that was Christmas. Was that, wow. was that Christmas? I thought it was for the birthday. No, no it was for the. Pardon. Yeah, it was for the anniversary though. Swear wow, it's been a year. Wow. It's been a whole year since that. Wow. This year's flown by. Oh, God. But also, I... it's felt very slow <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's a bizarre year. And we thank you for joining us uh-huh. for it, uh, this podcast. We're going to carry on because what else have we got to do? It's lockdown, baby. So, from myself, Matthew, again, 6 p.m. Saturdays, see me playing the game. It won't be Hades. I'll get the Sonic Randomizer game out where it changes games every time you collect the ring. Get that played uh, and enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, myself, Jack the Jobber. Thank you. Ross on wrestling. Together we are some of the niceness of Coldaholic. You are the rest of us of Coldaholic. And we'd like you to show your uh, pledge allegiance. <laughs> oh, it's all going to crap, isn't it? <laughs> Please put your hands in the thing and say, you know. I mean, the rest of us. That's not even a word. One, the two, p- three, join us. One, two, three, join, join us. us. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm -hmm. 